0: Welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. Denise, welcome. Share this out, Show this out, share this out. If you're out there in the chats, say hello, so I know that you're here. And if you don't say hello, I don't know where you are or who you are uh, around the world. Today is the uh, law of one. It's Friday, least for me anyway depending on where you are in the world if you're on the other side of the prime meridian it's uh, already saturday for you the law of one so we finished that session last week and we're moving on to session 25 right peter welcome my brother welcome from ireland or welcome to ireland right from the united states (laughs) brianna welcome like i said share this out share this out share this out the more we share this out the more people can share in the knowledge that we will be partaking of or in, depending on your vernacular. Okay, so we were talking last week about, well, a lot of stuff we we kind of got off topic and we're talking about a lot of things that have to do with uh, what people would consider politics when politics is actually a religion. Of, of the people in service to self, politics, um, finance, money, power, control, all of that stuff that the Illuminati is trying to sell to you, that fake Illuminati, those group of people that call themselves the Illuminati openly and join our group and we'll guarantee that you are get riches and fame. And They literally uh, say money, power, fame. Uh, so if you crave those things, that means you crave attention. that means that you're self-serving. Um, Whether you're aware of that or not, if you're if you're a narcissist, you're self-serving. If you are about yourself at first, that's self-serving. So that's that's literally um, the two choices that we have. Uh, So um, a quick commercial. I was going to be live tomorrow uh, with Jacqueline Taylor on uh, her show tomorrow, but she's too busy. So we couldn't do that. We were going to film. This week, but she was under the weather and today she was feeling good, but she's so busy. We're going into the holidays now. We're literally on a new moon yesterday. Um, all the retrogrades, there were seven retrogrades, uh, all the mercury uh, retrograde is ended. So yeah, the energy has been intense and crazy. Uh, we're coming up on another solstice, another harvest festival uh, up here in the north. So the energy is is pretty intense and a lot of people having issues with the energy. I'm not having any issues with the energy whatsoever um, in a bad way. It's all positive. Uh, some of us are not affected uh, negatively by the energy that has been going on for the last month with this super moon, super blood moon that just ended in uh, into a new moon, waned into a new moon and it's now waxing again. Um, I didn't have an issue with that. This, this, this three-day time period that we're in currently, uh, the moon is in Virgo. So uh, literally the, um, the Christos, the Christ oil is ascending within my body currently. Uh, it's, uh, it's going up through my chakras and going to be seated in my, actually as it has and it's seated now in my brain waiting to uh, illuminate sometime tomorrow. Uh, it started for me. It went into the moon, went into Virgo at 6 a.m. West Coast America time on Wednesday. So, for two and a half days, so Thursday, Friday, that's today, and uh, half day. So, in, in fact, 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. would be three days. So, somewhere um, at 6 p.m. tonight will be two and a half days. And that's when uh, the, the death and resurrection of Jesus, uh, 2.5 days, where they always say three days. Uh, but it's actually 2.5, and that's when it sits in your brain and then illuminates. So somewhere around 6 p.m. tonight, my time, which is in three hours, um, that uh, that Christ oil should illuminate. Bo, welcome, by the way. I see you there. Uh, should illuminate me. So if you're a Virgo uh, right now, you're going through that. If you're hearing my voice, you're actually doing that unless you've... Uh, are partaking of uh, sexual uh, contact or uh, masturbation or uh, eating crap food and drinking alcohol and doing all the debauchery that Moses was mad about when he went up on the mountain for, uh, to get the Ten Commandments, which that alone in and of itself was the same story, by the way of, uh, of the, the Christ oil. that It's been told over and over. Uh, Jacqueline and I uh, filmed a commercial, which I don't know if she's put out yet. We filmed about a 15 minute commercial about what we're going to be talking about on the show next week, which we will either be live or film it. And I'll be on in the chat live uh, next Saturday. You guys should tune in our time. She's in, in uh, Canada in the East Coast. So she's three hours ahead of me. But Uh, but 1 p.m. or noon uh, my time, I think, one of those two, I'm not exactly sure, is when it goes live. I'll have that information for you during the week, and we'll post it. If I had the commercial that we filmed today, I'd put it up for you guys to see. I just didn't – I forgot to download it when I was on Zoom with her, and she forgot to download it as well and had to run off to do stuff, and I know that because I just checked I was going to play it for you. Uh, But we talk about um, the number 666 and how everybody thinks because of of the Christianity Uh, That Oh, no, the number six, six, six is the devil. It's not the devil per se as a uh, individual character. The devil does not exist as an individual character uh, that lives in the 3D world or that is uh, sitting on a mountaintop across from God equal to in power and uh, and playing chess with the human existence, vying for control of the human existence. In a sense, that's happening because that's your ego. The devil is manifesting in the in the physical as your ego. So her and I are going to ring that out. I have visuals to show you about the the uh, coal from Santa Claus uh, and how Santa Claus is the same story of the uh, the Christ oil that is told or was told for children uh, for uh, thousands of years in the north by the Vikings, and that everybody uh, thinks well it has to do with. Um, the priests giving them a psilocybin and uh, mushrooms. I think that was part of some of it. I do. I'm not saying that those people are wrong. A personal friend of mine did a whole entire documentary on that. And I do agree with that. I think that was part of uh, the ascension process uh, uh, to, to uh, give that to people and show that to people. Uh, but it wasn't the, the primary reason for the story. The primary reason for the story has to do with the hippocampus in your brain. And I'll show you visuals of that. So tune in next week uh, with Jacqueline Taylor and myself on uh, Izzy Kelly's um, uh, uh, program or, or, or website or site on Facebook. And then um, I'm not sure what the channel is on YouTube. I was going to look there. It's Jacqueline's channel. And I don't, for some reason, I couldn't find it today. I know it's there. I was just in a hurry trying to get on here now. So next Saturday her and I are going to be live talking about Christ oil and specifically 666 and challenge how that actually plays out for real in reality in this illusion that we call reality. Cassie, welcome by the way. I saw you pop in and didn't say hello um so uh, the way that plays out her and i are going to ring that out we're going to try and stay low vibration enough to pull you guys up but we're going to yank you into a realm where you're going to be outside your comfort zone uh, because that's just what we do, uh, trying to uh, illuminate you and expand your consciousness. So tune in. That's going to be a really good conversation, and we're really excited about that. Uh, I just posted this last week. If you watch any of my reels or shorts, depending on what they're called on whatever platform, except for TikTok, I'm not on there currently. Uh, I'm not posting there, but Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, I just posted two, um, three, four, actually, three or four um. um shorts or, or reels, whatever you want to call them, explaining the 666 and uh, how that is uh, and applies to our reality. So I have those visuals uh, that we put up on the screen for the commercial to show you a little bit about it. We're going to talk about that next week. So tune in next Saturday, not tomorrow, because uh, she's she's not able to, we're not able to uh, do a live tomorrow. She's not even going to be live tomorrow. It's going to be uh, that commercial she's going to have up for you guys to see talking about next Saturday, a week from the, uh, tomorrow. OK, so we finished uh, session 24 last week and it was it, we were kind of hitting on that. And that's why I, I bring that up now, because the concept is is uh, sort of coming up in, in the law of one. And you'll see as we start here. OK, so I know. Right. Cassie, get those guys in here. I see them talking. Uh, Rick is over in one of the chats right now. He's in the law of one chat. He's in the law of one chat talking right now. So get him over here. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, for whatever reason, if, if you guys are trying to talk to me on Orion Rising and I can't see your. Uh, your words uh, on the screen here. Don't ask me why that happens. Uh, Go to uh, my page and then I could probably see you or whichever one it is. For whatever reason, Facebook says it's StreamYard's problem. StreamYard says it's Facebook's problem. It's supposed to be if you share it anywhere on Facebook, all the chats are supposed to come into this uh, chat for me to see. However, for some reason, that doesn't work if I post it on a page and a group. It picks one over the other one and doesn't share it in the, the chat into both. And so since I so Orion Rising is a page and uh, my, my uh, wallpaper is a public a wallpaper, it, I guess it's considered like a group it picks one of those randomly because I always do it in the same order every week of which one I click on. So you would think the first one I click on is the one that the chat is going to uh, to be activated. But if, if uh, what you're saying, Penny, is that uh, Orion Rising, uh, the chat's not working in there, then that's, and I clicked on that one before I clicked on my personal one, right? Um, Okay, so there's Rick. Welcome. (laughs) Denise, I said hi to you, right? If I didn't, I apologize. Hi, I said you were like the first one in who was talking earlier. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and get started with the law of one. Uh, And like I said, uh, we're on session 25 this week, right? Hold on. I'm trying to turn the notifications off here because everybody's talking and chats and it keeps blinking in front of my face. It's kind of like when you have the microwave, right? Or a coffee pot, you turn it, you plug it in and you don't have the timer set. It sits there blinking, blink, 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 blink. That'll drive me crazy if I look at it, right? <laughs> That'll bug me. Okay. So I'm going to start this sound check. Uh, let me know if you guys can hear it okay. And um, we'll start with uh, this session, session 25, I believe, run.
1: February 16th. 1981. 25.0 Ra, I am Ra. I greet you in the love and the light of the infinite creator. We communicate now. 25.1 Questioner, asking first what cause or complex of causes has led to the instrument's chest cold.
0: That's funny, Rick. So yeah, you were, you were probably over on the Law of One. So those of you who might be on the Law of One, if you say something in the chat and nobody answers or I don't answer you, it's because for whatever reason, there's a problem that StreamYard and Facebook don't care to fix because it's been going on for years now. Uh, and unfortunately, it, 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 I'm going to have to start sharing it to one place And then take it from there and share it to the other groups. If I do that, I think all the chats come in here. So I have to stop sharing it uh, twice on Facebook, share it once there, and then uh, share it to a bunch of places. That's what I'm going to do going forward. And we'll test it. So next week I'm going to test it. I'm going to share it on my page first. Then I'm going to share it from there to uh, Orion Rising. And we'll see if the chat, if uh, if the Wolfels chats come in here. And if that's the case, then uh, I'll do that from now on and just share like on Twitter and go live there. I haven't done that for a while, so I'll I'll do that and go live on Twitter as well. So we'll be on like YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, um, or I'll pick another platform and go live there. But but you know right. I think right now it's already linked and synced to, to Twitter. So why not go live there? I don't know if they let me go live as long as we do, but I'll go live for as long as I can and get people to come here. I already from like YouTube over there. So Rick, uh, I apologize if you could figure out where you were, which one it was, or we'll we'll do a test and I'll try it. Uh, next week we'll see what happens okay let's continue here i'm assuming you guys said that that was the no one told me whether they could hear that so i'm assuming you guys can hear raw all right let's go
1: as it is called raw i am raw this distortion towards illness was caused by the free will of the instrument in accepting a chemical substance which you call lsd this was carefully planned by those entities which do not desire this instrument to remain viable the substance has within it the facility of removing large stores of vital energy from the ingester The first hope of the Orion entity which arranged this opportunity was that this instrument would become less polarized towards what you call the positive. Due to conscious efforts upon the part of this instrument, using the substance as a programmer for service to others and for thankfulness, this instrument was spared this distortion and there was no result satisfactory to the Orion group. The second hope lay in the possible misuse of the most powerful means of transmission of energy between your peoples in the area of body complex distortions. We have not previously spoken of the various types of energy blockages and transfers positive and negative that may take place due to participation in your sexual reproductive complex of actions.
0: Okay. I'm going to stop there because I wanted to point out that they were talking about LSD and uh, a lot of people take LSD because it, they believe it, you know, it raises their consciousness uh, to just like, you know, DMT and, and uh, ayahuasca and, and uh, psilocybin. So, but the problem with LSD is that it actually uh, strips you from uh, energy. It actually burns energy that is vital to ascension or transmission of and talking to people or spirits or your higher self or your uh, guides. So, LSD is is designed to um, basically uh, pull you down to focus you in this reality even though you're tripping and seeing all kinds of crazy psychedelic stuff so my point here is that and and raw's point here is that you need to learn about what these if you're going to experiment with these uh with these drugs or these psychedelics you need to learn which ones actually do enlighten you and which ones actually don't but give you a different give you a trip Right. So just because you're tripping on something doesn't mean you're high and that your vibration is high and that you've expanded your consciousness. It just means that you have dopamine in your brain at a high level uh, that's mixing with this stuff and giving you illusions. That doesn't necessarily mean just because you're having illusions doesn't mean that you're really high. Right. Oh, well, yeah. But marijuana, because the THC and the and the and the CBDs. That's in there isn't bad. The THC is not bad uh, unless you smoke so much of the overdose. Right. Because I, I, I when I do it, I try to get like 100 uh, or more parts per million in my brain because that's the way it was when I was uh, younger and a teenager growing up into the 20s before they started selling it at 50. Uh, for people to do recreationally. So you're kind of high and everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is really good stuff. And I take a hit and I take another hit and I take another hit and I'm like, all right, right, it's like crack now. I, I feel a little high uh, for a minute and then it goes away in 20 minutes and I got to smoke a bunch of it. That was designed for people to make money off of you so that you smoke a ton of weed. And it's, it takes a lot to get you really high. And so you don't really achieve. Uh, getting high. Why do you think they call it high? You don't achieve actually expanding your consciousness ever. And you have to smoke a lot of it. So I always get annoyed with that. I mean, there's sometimes there's a use for that where you want to have, you want to have some THC in your body and, but you don't want to be too high and be indica, you know, and sitting in the couch uh, zoning out. Uh, so I get that. Right. But some of us who that was what all there was in the beginning, they kept, they kept making marijuana that had higher and higher THC level Uh, we, we got, went after that, bro. That was the good stuff. So we wanted the Indica, we wanted in the couch. Most people don't like that because it's too much for them and they can't handle it. But if you look at somebody my age, I'm 56 as of last week, as a matter of fact, as of last Sunday, somebody my age in their fifties and and down to their thirties. Uh, usually about, or right, probably I would say nowadays, right around 40. Anybody below that doesn't understand uh, what it was like to smoke the pot before they started uh, uh, controlling it and lowering the THC level, and but charging you the same amount or more uh, for this lower THC. Back then we called that skunk. We didn't want to have anything to do with it. Fuck you, don't give me that shit. That's weak. That's weak-ass shit. I don't want that. You're going to charge me how much for that? That's like a half smoking a half a joint. Right. So you're, you're giving me a whole joint that I have to smoke the entire thing to get high. And you're charging me the same. When I used to get stuff, the, the good stuff, that's what we called it. The good stuff. I'd take two hits and be high for like three hours and save the rest and take. I could smoke that same joint four times in a day. Now you're giving me a, one joint that I have to smoke the entire thing or a bowl because some of you don't even know what what, you know, blunts are because you guys don't do that. And you just take a bud and smoke it in a bowl. It's OK. Don't get me wrong. And then I see people wasting that, right? I'm a connoisseur. I'm the guy that has to have a carb and I have to have a cover for the, for the bowl. I'm going to put a cover over it, whether it's my hand or a, a piece of metal or the lighter. Why? Because most people would just sit there and take a hit and leave the pot burning and hand it to somebody else. And all the pots burning inside there and you're smoking it like it's a pipe with tobacco in there. And you're literally wasting all that marijuana, while you're doing it. So if you're smoking pot like that, you are you are rich. You just don't know it. You're rich and entitled and you're acting like, no, I'm poor. I smoke marijuana. Well, how many hits do you actually get off of that bowl? I would get every hit off of that bowl because I take a hit and cover it so that it smothers it. And then you have to relight it. You know, you take another hit quick, right? So, so I, I feel sorry for people who don't know what they're doing, right? Penny, I know you, you and I've talked about it. Penny said, same thing. Oh my God, right? We smoke it the same way. Yeah. we. That's because you and I are both in that age bracket where we used to smoke it back then, right? And so we understand what, what real bud, real pot is. It's just like when, when they were making pill dope for crank, now I'm getting. You guys are getting my my doper uh, 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 coming back out. When I was doing you know crank back in the day, even smoking it, you know, uh, and snorting it, and you know, chasing the dragon, they started doing this pill dope, which was acetaminophen, and I was like, it was the same thing. They were giving you a low dose, so well, that's a it's a really cool high. You get kind of wired, and it's just this even keel. And I was like, this is crap. It's like smoking crack. I got to smoke a ton of it to get off. You guys are giving me this shit. It's crap. I want it. If I want to do a line back in the day, we would do a micro dot, man, a key blast. You'd put it on the side of the key and you can't get much on there. We'd snort that and be up for like a, a day or two on one freaking thing. Then all of a sudden it was like you smoke a line and you're high for about 20 minutes and then you got to do it again. Why making more money? They're selling it to you and they're lowering the dose and then they're raising the price or keeping it the same. And then they're having you do it. So I was like, they're doing the same thing with marijuana now. So what they're doing is we call that cutting. They're cutting the dope and selling it to you at regular price and giving you half the fucking dope. But the people are so used to it, they don't know. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, I want to get wired, but I don't want to be tweaking wired. You're still tweaking wired. You don't know it because you're freaking wired when you're high. It's the same way. You're still tweaking high. You're still tripping high. It's just you're not sitting there zoning out in the couch. You have We learned how to not be that way. We'd be zoning out, and we would turn that into something, and you guys would be frozen like catatonic staring at something. Yeah, I've watched that happen to some of my friends when we got really high. And I'd go, guys, are you serious? You guys aren't rookies. You're not, come on, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, wow, man, this is good stuff. Yeah, it is. But come on, bro, you're better than this. <laughs> we're old school here. We're going to show these young kids that we're not We're not going to just sit there in the couch. Come on, man. So anyway, I apologize for some of you who might be going, oh, my God, he's talking about dope. I'm out of here. Uh, but the, the THC level at a higher level, why do you think they call it high when you're high? It's not because you're just stupid. Why do you think they call it dope? Well, some dope is. That's why it makes you dopey. It makes you stupid and you do stupid shit. And then other drugs don't. And this is what Raw is talking about here, that LSD is one of those drugs. that's a great recreation drug, but it doesn't actually help you in any kind of ascension way. Okay, let's continue here with Raw.
1: This entity, however, is a very strong entity with very little distortion from universal green ray love energy. Thus this particular plan was not effected either, as the entity continued to give of itself in this context in an open or green ray manner rather than attempting to receive or to manipulate other self. The only remaining distortion available, since this entity would not detune and would not cease sharing love universally under this chemical substance, was simply to drain this entity of as much energy as possible. This entity has a strong distortion towards busyness which it has been attempting to overcome for some time, realizing it not to be the appropriate attitude for this work. In this particular area the ingestion of this substance did indeed, shall we say, cause distortions away from viability due to the busyness and the lack of desire to rest, this instrument staying alert for much longer than appropriate. Thus much vital energy was lost, making this instrument unusually susceptible to infections such as it now experiences. 25.2 25.2 questioner
0: right before we start that uh, right cassie said she started when she was like would you say 12 i'll have to go back and look there yeah i don't oh, know this is right there I, yeah i started when i was 12 I, I don't remember when i started i think i was somewhere like that too i was like eight nine ten eleven because like i was eight the first time i smoked a cigarette i stole the cigarette that my uncle had uh he was riding his motorcycle in the rain got caught in the rain and he got wet so he came to and he came to our house and parked in the garage and he took off his wet stuff and left it in the garage and, and put on some PJs of my dad's and uh, sleeping. And we went out in the garage and he had a pack of camels in his pocket that were kind of wet. And we pulled one out. that was kind of dry. And I took a hit off that and thought I was going to puke, right? I thought I was going to die. Um, so I don't know exactly. I don't, I'm trying to remember because I remember when I did it the first time I was on the side of the house and I got high and we got caught by my stepfather. But he was actually kind of cool back then. And uh, he was like, let me have a hit of that. <laughs> <laughs> and so he did, he took a hit And he said, smoke it, finish it And then and then come in the house And I won't tell anybody if you don't And he got high with us and went in the house And we did too And he never told anybody we to didn't get caught I think I was like 10, 12 Somewhere right around what you're talking about there uh, Well, I had to have been uh, Right around 11 or 12 Because that was when my mom and dad split up So <laughs> I was about the same, right? Uh, so that's funny that. Uh, so when, when, when we started all that It's always, as you're a teenager, right? Um, if you're not always some people don't do it until they're older and some people never do it because they're just not that type of person. Right. All right. Let's continue. And then like drinking alcohol. I started when I was a baby. I come from an Irish family. Right. That was something my grandfather for if, if us. Kids were too crazy and, and high strung running around the house. He'd get a glass and give us some beer. And we would drink the beer and of course the alcohol would kick in and we'd all go and we'd all sit down. So that, you know, that starts the beginning of, of alcoholism by training your kids to just start drinking alcohol as, as children, you know, and it was okay back in the seventies. All right, let's continue.
1: The second question the instrument requested was how may I best revitalize myself? Not only now, but in the future, Ra, I am Ra. This instrument is aware of the basic needs of its constitution those being meditation, acceptance of limitations, experiences of joy through association with others and with the beauty as of the singing and the exercising with great contact whenever possible with the life forces of second density, especially those of trees, this entity also needing to be aware of the moderate but steady intake of footstuffs, exercise being suggested at a fairly early portion of the day and at a later.
0: Right, Well, I don't think I'll ever stop smoking a pot either. Uh, I remember when I was growing up, even into my 20s, there was, a, you know, my family's a bunch of bikers uh, in the Hells Angels, as a matter of fact. My uncle was in the Hells Angels. And um, literally, so I grew up with uh, that around, that that whole thing around me. Um, and I remember that there was this old guy who was standing, he always was outside, standing outside of his house, looking around at the, just, you know, watching people drive by and waving at people. And and uh, he was old, had long gray hair, a full beard, you know, looked like, a, a, you know, like a Gandalf or a wizard. He did, he did, and, but he was always out there. Well, that guy was always high uh, all the time smoking pot. And so I, you know, I, that was people around me just did that. And everybody that I know, I mean, the truth is if, if you're smoking it for the right reasons um, I don't see any reason to quit. Right. And so people are like, Oh, uh, people who smoke pot are just stupid. No, if you're not using it uh, uh, for a, for a spiritual ascension in any way, and you're just doing it to get away from, from the world, then you still have work that you need to do on yourself to fix that part. Um, But it, but it's not, everyone says it's a gateway. It's a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug. It's not the the drug itself. Isn't the gateway. The gateway is the person who is not aware of what they're doing and they're addicted to stuff living in 3d reality. And most people who do drugs and alcohol uh, it's either was introduced to you as a child and you're addicted to it psychologically and physically or you were doing it because you were uh, trying to hide from and get away from your problems and get away from the world. Uh, and so because of that, you're not fixing yourself and, and then you're stuck in that routine. Um, I didn't drink alcohol because of that. I drank alcohol because it was introduced to me and available because I was in an Irish family and everybody was an alcoholic. So because everybody was an alcoholic, we became alcoholics. And because everybody smoked, we smoked because everybody did pot. We did pot because it was there. It was available. Uh, But most, you know, a lot of us didn't. My brother didn't like smoking cigarettes, didn't like uh, drinking alcohol, but he does now as an adult, he drinks it every now and then he gets drunk, but uh, he wasn't like the rest of us where we were just drinking it as often as we could steal it. Uh, And he was, and he loved to get high. He just doesn't do it now because he works for the federal government and they test. So he can't, Uh, but uh, you know, the truth is I'll probably smoke pot for the rest of my life as well. I don't see why I shouldn't uh, because of the, all the good things that it does for you, outweighs all the stuff they lie about. Like I'm in the state of California where they've decriminalized it. It's legal here, but they still consider it a drug that causes cancer. And I keep asking the state of California to get to cite me that time that they show where somebody was, uh, was it was diagnosed that because of smoking marijuana, they got cancer uh, and where that's documented on this earth, even if it's documented in, in uh, you know, south, south Kakalaki nowhere on the planet. And they can't come up with that. They ju- they just ignore it and just keep it listed as a drug that causes cancer. When the truth is, I've investigated this and I've done entire shows on this, many. And I you know like everybody else, we should write books about this. Uh, but there is no to use their vernacular. There is no definitive proof. There is no empirical proof that marijuana is detrimental in any way or and or and slash or a, a gateway drug to cause people to that everyone who does it uh, will will then go on to do uh, more intense and dangerous drugs. That is that is untrue. That is, a, that is a lie. That is a complete lie. And the reason that they're propagating that and here I go is my hippie coming out. The reason they're propagating that is because of the beneficial uh, things that are involved in it. Look at hydroxychloroquine during uh, covid. It has been proven. There was a doctor, by the way, talking about the coop. I don't want to talk about it too much because the algorithm will get me. There was a doctor yesterday or the day before, either yesterday or the day before, that actually went on the news and said, we now have proven that the shot actually causes problems six to eight months after you get it, that make you more susceptible to actually getting COVID, which is what we said. And I'm not just saying, you know, when I say we, it's not just me, because there was many scientists that had said this. I didn't do the research myself. They did, and I took their research and talked about it, and so did many other people. That is what we said during COVID. And we got deleted for that, and there was a conspiracy theory. It has actually been proven. It was proven then, but nobody would listen now people are actually starting. I'm seeing it on the national news. It was on the national news yesterday or the day before. I went, wow, look at that. There was a guy on the national news who just said what we knew three years ago and they deleted us for that. And I, I refer back to Tom McDonald in his song he put out last month saying uh, literally the things that we said during COVID that you said were exper- were, were uh, conspiracy theory- theories are now fact (laughs) i was in one of his songs that he just put out last month all right let's continue with rob
1: portion of the day before the resting 25.3 questioner the third question that
0: yeah cassie was actually a doctor who was a scientist who was working with other doctors around the world other scientists around the world looking into all the shots and what the side effects were, and they started tracking people all over the world and investigating people that Cassie brought up. She said, wow, they actually admitted it. So this is why I'm going back to that guy. So if you just pop in, you're like, what does this have to do with the law of one? Everything, because, uh, because the, the more that they're showing uh, this and this guy and the doctors are finally being allowed to say on television the truth about the, the stuff that's going on. Uh, that uh, people are now starting to realize that what we were the other part of what we were saying that it was the Hegelian dialectic uh, but it wasn't Hegel's they really shouldn't say that we use that term as a generic term like they do with with the, the Mandela effect because because that dialectic goes all the way back to Plato I think was the first person who invented it and the 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 Hegelian dialectic doesn't describe they should call it the Marxist dialectic dialectic because uh, because uh, um, uh, because it was actually changed by the communist by Marx uh, and, and the Communist Party, they took Hegel's idea and then um, um, uh, morphed it even worse. I actually covered that in my book, my new book that's coming out. I show you what Hegel said uh, and what was said before that by Plato and how that how it's evolved. That dialectic has evolved and how they use that. And perverted it into the common communist manifesto. So, but, but everybody refers to it, unfortunately for, for Heigl, he's going to go down in history, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like, uh, um, you know, like mud, uh, my name is mud. People don't realize that was a person's name. Uh, his name was mud. And, uh, and, and because he did stupid things, uh, people said, now you're like mud, don't be mud. And so my name is mud became that. Uh, and then now it's famous for, for that just like, uh, um, Uh, a few other people I can't think of right off the top of my head that, you know, that we, that we look at uh, like, is that a real McCoy? The reason they say that is because somebody was knocking off McCoy's stuff, uh, making fakes and trying to pass it off as McCoy. And McCoy was a manufacturer who manufactured stuff and people would say, is this the real McCoy? So now that's a term that everyone uses. Is that the real McCoy? Not knowing that that's why that was said. Um, uh, Just like the word crapper, there was a guy named Crapper who invented the crapper a toilet and uh, and because he invented that it was people call it a crapper and so people go i got to go take a crap in the crapper that 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 word didn't mean taking a poop until crapper invented a toilet so people don't know how these things happen so hegel is going to go down in history my point is as inventing this dialectic that was that everyone's using that is bad but he didn't he just interpreted a dialectic that plato had had interpreted and he gave his version in the modern day of how it applies, and it's actually not wrong, and I show you that in my book. But then I show you what what, uh, what Karl Marx did with it, and how it got perverted into uh, uh, Marxism and communism. So it should be called the instead of the Hegelian dialectic, it should be called the Marxian dialectic. Okay, so let's continue. But yeah, right. <laughs> so let's let's continue with with uh, this, and people don't realize this stuff. I break down a lot of that. And that's what another thing we're going to talk about next week when we talk about that is how they've changed the wording uh, about everything and, and they don't let you know what's going on. And Ra's talking about that here with learning these, these drugs and figuring out these drugs uh, and why, because some of these drugs, they tell you are good for you. Uh, and oh, yeah, man, you can do all that and you do it. And it's actually lowering your vibration and keeping you locked in to your, your uh, uh, body, right? John, John. Yeah. John Crapper was his name. Yes, it was. Cassie said, I think his name was John Crapper. It was John Crapper. And that's where you get the John and Crapper from, right? That's no joke. No one knows that. No one realizes that his name was John Crapper. I forgot to throw that in. So when people say, I'm going to go to the John, it was because it was called John Crapper. So people, to this day, I was in construction and maintenance until I retired. To this day, they say, I remember showing up on the job site and the, and the guy who hired me, uh, said, okay, this is where our stuff is. That over there is our warehouse. This over here is our container with our information. And that's our crapper over there. <laughs> that's our crapper. And I, we all laughed and people were, were laughing and, and they were like, why are you laughing about that? And so he's the one that actually said, guys, do you realize it's not actually called that? If you look at the name of it, it's a different company. But originally uh, it was invented by a guy named John Crapper. And it's where you get the term, I'm going to the John or I'm going to take a crap. And the crapper it became John Crapper, the guy who made that. And it was named after him. So uh, that's where we have that to this day. Uh, so, yeah, his name was John Crapper. So we get John from that, too. All right, let's continue. <laughs> a little bit of history. But the point here is, this is important because the point here is that a lot of stuff, you, no one knows the etymology. That no one knows the origin of of uh, most of the words that we use. And because of that, they're using that against you uh, because they understand how the matrix works, uh, and I showed that in one of my reels where uh, the word "imminent," right with with an A, with an I imminent M-I-N-A-N-T, and imminent with an A instead of the I means the opposite. It's like esoteric and exoteric. Esoteric means secret knowledge or forbidden knowledge, and exoteric means open. Like overt and covert, do you see how these words uh, are are used? That are almost identical, and the one means open and honest, and the other means hidden. Overt means outwardly uh, illuminating and is showing, and covert means to cover up. Same thing with with uh, with uh, imminent. And imminent. Imminent means imminent danger. Something bad is about to happen. And imminent with an A in there means open and honest and in front of your face. And I show that in one of my reels where it said, God's kingdom is not imminent, but it's imminent. And then it explains to you what that second word means that it is right here in front of you. So the same thing. So to know words count, why do you think they call it spelling? because you're casting a spell words have energy and they have meaning. And what they're doing part of this dialectic, this Marxist dialectic that they're doing to you, that's been going on since and it is part of the Illuminati, right? It's part of the, the Anunnaki. Let's use that vernacular because everybody's familiar with it. That fake race that doesn't exist. Those people that had that knowledge—they're holding onto the pineal gland. That's them not giving you knowledge, but but controlling your pineal gland. And then the little handbag is the 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 builders of society. And what is that? It is not just how to build aqueducts and roads and co- and start businesses and companies. It's how to control the population with words as well as with the reality without them realizing that it's happening. And what they do is they they made sure in our language that all of these words, because they were that way from the Greeks, from the Coptic, from the Sanskrit, from the Mesopotamian languages to where they had the similar word inverted and overted, extroverted and and introverted or imminent and imminent. And if you don't realize that the spelling in front of you, it changes the definition from, from overt to covert or covert to overt. You don't know that. And what they do is they tell you a word and then they change it to the negative one and then they leave it that way. And that's what they use. Like, for instance, it used to be called sexual harassment when I was younger. And now it's called sexual harassment. So look up the word harassment and harassment. And you'll see there's a difference in the meanings, even though they're telling you that those words are the same. It's like it's like when they're talking about equality and equity. Do you see how similar those words is? Equality, equity. One means overt and the other means covert. Do you see? But if you don't look these words up, you don't know what they mean. So you don't know why. Uh, well, then this is the same with drugs. This is my point to get back. That was a parable to get get you back onto the drugs. They're doing the same with drugs. Um, like I just had a conversation with a, a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about metformin. And I have heard metformin is bad for you and that it can cause uh, – uh, Alzheimer's or or dementia, but I also know because I saw a, a, a Dr. Sinclair from MIT, who uh, was one of the guys who invented and discovered, can't say invented, discovered resvesterol uh, and was working on it. And the federal government came in and took it away from them b- uh, because it has anti-aging properties. Well, he's taken metformin because metformin has anti-aging properties in it. And her and I were discussing that because I am on metformin and my mother's on metformin. And I'm wondering about not being on metformin anymore because I'm trying to get off all pharmaceutical drugs. And and she was telling me it's the opposite. No, no, you need to stay on it because it has all these anti. And I said, I know that I saw the video on Joe Rogan with Dr. Sinclair and researched him and MIT and all of those doctors that were there. So I get that. And that's one of the reasons why I stayed on it. But then I have all these people saying one of the side effects is it can cause you if you have the gene to have premature dementia or get worse. So here's a here's another medication where literally they're giving you the double standard where they're telling you it's good for you and it's bad for you. It's good for you and it's bad for you. And they do that with everything. Why do they do that? They're confusing you. Tom McDonald talked about that in his video, the the system and how they are confusing the sexes on purpose and how they're they're literally making boys girls and girls boys. Why would they be meaning to do that? Why are they having all the girl, all the boys turn into girls and having all the girls turn into boys? Why don't we just leave them alone and let them be who they are instead of trying to have them change their sex at five years of age? There's a purpose for all this There's a method to their madness. And you have to see that. And this is what Raw is t- warning about with drugs at this point and now moving off of that. But I wanted to spend a little bit of time on that because it's important. So for those of you who are thinking, oh, my God, he's just gone off on a tangent of drugs, there's a reason for it. Right. Bear with me. You'll see where I'm at. All right. Let's continue.
1: She requested to be asked was.
0: Yeah. Cassie said, I despise the pharmaceutical industry. So do I, because they what they do is they take everything that is natural. They find about a thing like, let's say, white willow bark. White willow bark is acts in our body as a pain reliever. And then they take that uh, and then they synthesize that because they can't they can't uh, justify selling it to you. When anyone can go out and get a go to a white willow tree and crush the bark up, bark up, and ingest it, and then have the same property, so they can't have you knowing that. So they have to change the the chemical composition and come up with it in a in a laboratory. So then they can charge you for the same thing, and they don't let you know what it's based on. And then they over here in the United States, they paid the Food and Drug Administration, who govern all of this stuff, into not allowing anything in nature to be considered medicinal. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brenda, we talk about this all the time. Brenda says you should look into medicinal mushrooms. I currently I was taking eight different mushrooms. I am now taking 14 different mushrooms daily, uh, uh, every single day. But I, I tried to give my mother turkey tail. Every time I give her turkey tail mushroom, she gets the runs. So I can't give it to her because it gives her the shits. So mom doesn't get that, but she does get lion's mane. And I don't give her all the other stuff because I haven't figured out if there's other mushrooms that is the giving her the shits. So because of that, I'm, I'm only working on myself first. And then I go, okay, take that out of her diet. Try one of the others. But I literally uh, just started taking um, – literally I have uh, you know three different pills that I take for – um, uh, different pills that I take because two of them are, you know, one is turkey tail uh, mushroom in a high dose, 500 milligrams. And the other one is uh, is uh, um, uh, lion's mane mushroom in in a, a 500 do- a milligram dose. And then it's uh, all the other ones, shiitake and, and a whole bunch, 14, uh, uh, 16 others. Uh, in or more in that I haven't actually counted because there's a bunch of them. I was like, I got to look these up to make sure they're okay to take. Not that I would have any psychedelic effect. They're not going to sell that to you because that's more expensive. I'm not going to give it to you that stuff. But yes, I think everybody should look into all the herbs and spices uh, holistically. And it's part of what we teach. Uh, And it's for Cassie can tell you that her and I, Anna talks about it, but her and Cassie and I work with people and teach the mushrooms. She's also on taking eight or 10. I think she's taking 10 or 12 herself uh, every single day. I take a mushroom powder that has eight mushrooms in a 10. Thank you. Uh, I take a mushroom powder that has eight mushrooms in it and I sprinkle it in my breakfast instead of making it, Cassie does it in a tea or a coffee. I sprinkle mine on top of my uh, breakfast, whatever I'm having oatmeal or cereal or whatever. I just sprinkle it right on that and then eat that. Uh, and then I take a pill that has a uh, 14 more, but it's, so the that one's got a low dose. They're only like 30 milligrams uh, of each one, but still it adds up when you take it all. So I agree. I think that everybody should be looking into these mushrooms I say that and then it, then it gets difficult because when people listen to me and everyone else is telling you about the mushrooms, then everyone's buying it and it's hard to get. So all of a sudden I can't get the stuff because everybody's buying it. So uh, some of us are saying, shut up about that. You're telling everybody the secrets and everybody's, well, companies are going to, uh, you know, supply and demand. When there's a demand, they'll, they'll upgrade and, and have a supply. Um, and there's so many mushrooms that grow wild around the world. They're not going to ever run out. People are already farming that uh, this state of California is actually working on right now, uh, trying to decriminalize uh psilocybin mushrooms in gestation uh, in this state. So that might go through this year or next year to make that a thing that you can actually buy and uh, and eat. Uh, edibles, or eat the mushrooms, or crush them up. And there's a church already in the city of Oakland where the the guy who created the church is a young man in his 30s. And uh, I saw him on the national news. He was on Fox, as a matter of fact. And uh, they were like, "What?" You know, because he started this church, and it's about the mushroom experience and mushrooms and how the uh, psilocybin in the mushrooms expands your consciousness. And he told them the story of his expanded consciousness and what he was told there. And it's everything that that those of us who are awake are teaching. And I did that without having to do the, the, the uh, psilocybin uh, to do that. But then again, I'm one of those people who came in here awake. I, you know, I was not as veiled as anyone else. And the older I get, the less veiling there is. And I realized that the veiling is, uh, is only what you allow it to be. If you're in control and you're ascending, you can actually um, bring the veil down but you have to learn how to do it. And that's part of what we're trying to teach is that the truth is you are in charge of whether you are veiled or not. And that's something that no one is talking about to other people because most people don't realize when they when they wake up, wake up, when you sort of woke, when you're uh, when you're awaking, they don't realize that they pulled the veil down and the veil tries to pull itself back over you at all times. This whole entire place uh, thinks it's real, so it's job is to veil you. This reality, this illusion is trying to veil you. Your ego is trying to veil you. The evil people are trying to veil you. So you're constantly being duped into being uh, caught and stuck in this reality, uh, in this illusion, and think it's real. Because it thinks it's real. Your body thinks it's real. This reality thinks it's real. And they're not. None of those are actually real. They're an imagination. This is all going on in our mind. Uh, but we think it's real. And we because we're veiled, we're locked into it until we're not. We're supposed to do that. That's supposed to happen. So the process happens when you decide not to be veiled anymore. And then you become unveiled. Uh, so I've uh, we're trying to teach people that higher learning is literally being aware of that. The first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. The veiling is that as well. So you can unlock yourself and be unveiled completely if you choose to. But you have to choose to. All right, let's continue.
1: How may Don and Jim help to revitalize me? Ra, I am Ra. This is not an appropriate question for full answer. We can say only that these entities are most conscientious. We may add that due to this instrument's distortion towards imbalance in the space-slash-time nexus.
0: Yeah, Benny says uh, I was microdosing and it made me puke. Sometimes it does that to people, a lot of people with... Uh, ayahuasca have the same problem, peyote. You hear stories about that. They always joke about that, where somebody went into a kiva with the Native Americans and drank the peyote and puked. They show you that most of the time because they don't want you doing it, because they don't want you to expand your consciousness. Some people, my mother, uh, smoked pot and just the THC made her throw up, so she was never capable of smoking pot. She did it once and got sick and said, I can't do it. She's allergic." Uh, my ex-wife was the same way. She can't smoke pot because she's allergic to it. Her mom, on the other hand, she can eat cookies with super amounts of THC in it, and she has a high tolerance. But then again, she's like half Native American. So <laughs> she's got this high tolerance to marijuana and THC, and she's eating all these cookies. Everybody around her is high. And she's like, I don't even feel anything. I'm normal, right? So it just depends on your, your DNA. Uh, it does for whatever dosing that you're doing, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, uh my, you know, whatever, psilocybin or DMT or ayahuasca or THC or DMT or, or I already said that <laughs> CBDs, whatever, uh, you'll, you'll find some of it, you know, like, look at my mom, she couldn't do THC and I just tried to give her turkey tail, uh, um, um, mushroom and she couldn't do it. She didn't get sick, but she got the runs. So, and I noticed that she did that before when I was introducing it to her, but that was when I was introducing seven mushrooms to her, uh, on top of, uh, the the, uh, um, Um, the uh, uh, lion's mane. So now I took that one out and I'm not going to give her any more. I'm just going to stay, keep her on the lion's mane because it seems to, it it bothers her and she has the runs.
1: All right, let's continue here. It would be well, were this entity accompanied during exercise 25.4 questioner. Thank you. We shall now continue with the material from yesterday. You stated that about 3000 years ago, the Orion group left due to diaspora was the confederation then able to make any progress after the Orion group left. Ra, I am Ra. For many of your centuries, both the Confederation and the Orion Confederation busied themselves with each other upon planes above your own, shall we say, planes in time-slash-space whereby machinations were conceived and the armor of light girded on. Battles have been and are continuing to be fought upon these levels.
0: Right, so that's uh, the Battle of the Gods that some people have glimpses in, and they talk about the Mahabharata, the Bhagavad Bha- Gita, um, the Germans talk about it. There's a lot of people that talk about um, getting glimpses of the the War of the Gods, uh, the Egyptians, uh, which is now in the Book of Kells and in the the. in the Bible in Scotland, the Book of Kells in Ireland, um, uh, and the scrolls that came out of Egypt during the, the, uh, um, during the uh, Exodus. Uh, it, so there's, there is tellings of this, and it's still happening. And I talk about that, I think I talk about that in my book, but I talk about it all the time, where I say uh, to, to some of you out there who have that dream of going to another place where magic does exist in a way that's different from here, and that uh, you seem to be fighting uh, with other people in a battle against evil. And I I tell people that realm is real. That really does happen. And you really are there. And you're really doing that. And that's in that higher level of 4D, 5D, the real one, not the 4D, 5D in this 3D, but in fourth dimension, fourth density, fifth density. Uh, And that's what Ra Ra is referring to here. And some of the people that are here on Earth are also there. Not everyone, but some of you that are wanderers that are here and not aware of it, you're actually there fighting as well. When you go to sleep, you leave your body here and you're there and you spend time there fighting, and then you come back here, but you don't do it every night. Uh, Sometimes people do it every night. I'm always leaving my body and always doing something. I never rest. My body rests, I'm out doing something somewhere else. So there's a lot of us out there that are doing that, but some people, uh, I would say most people do that. They just aren't aware of it. And some of us are aware of it. All right, let's continue.
1: Upon the earth plane, energies had been set in motion, which did not cause a great deal of call. There were isolated instances of callings, one such taking place beginning approximately 26002000.
0: Yeah, Peter just says, I've seen the battles of the gods in my dreams all of the time. Uh, it, it's great and it's good. See, Peter is one. I know that for a fact because I Peter and I came here together um, along with a bunch of other people uh, that are here on this earth. And, but I know because I've seen Peter there. So he knows what I'm talking about because he goes there. Uh, And but he's a wanderer. and So if you guys aren't wanderers, you may not do it. But you're always busy doing other things because uh, you have to realize that time only exists here in this place. It only thinks it's happening. So literally, when you uh, go to sleep, most of the time. You're out and you're in another body. You could be in another body at another time in this reality. You could also be in a different reality. So that's some of the stuff that um, I learned, not just from the Merlin training, but the shaman training that I got from Native Americans here in the United States uh, for dream walking and realizing what's going on in your consciousness uh, at the time that you're actually having dreams and to interpret the dreams or to realize that you weren't actually in a dream, you were in another realm, another world. The Vikings taught that a lot with the nine realms, the nine worlds, uh, and that was part of their religion. So that carried over to the to the Druid tradition because they were Southern Vikings. Peter knows what I'm talking about because he's uh, over in Ireland as a Southern Viking his entire life. So he's a Celt, uh, Viking Celt, and he knows more about those religions than I do. And I have a Merlin title. He knows more about the history of of those religions in Europe than I do. And I have a freaking Merlin title that took me 18 years of my
1: life to get. from south africa who's also a druid uh also wants to do
0: that and we're trying to get the stuff together and cassie and i and and peter and peter are trying to work on setting that up so that we can get uh, a couple of shows together coming up here in the holidays uh as soon as we can to uh, talk about that about um expending energy and transmuting energy and the toll it takes um, on you uh, peter gv was just talking about that today in the chat about an hour ago about how much uh, the energy takes a toll. So we want to get that uh, out there for you guys so that you understand what's happening and how to combat that. And then uh, on the other side uh, as well, or continuing that with the spiritual part of that, Uh, which uh, hopefully Jacqueline Taylor will be able to uh, be there with us as well. But she's so busy. We'll have to. That's why, guys, just so you know, I haven't announced that in the chat. But those of you who are here now, you can say that in the chat. One of the reasons is because, uh, you know, you're trying to wrangle in cats. I'm trying to set up something to where I have the right people in there and it's hard to to get the right time. So Peter and Peter, Peter G.V. said, Leo, tell me the time. And I'll be there. Right. So he's he's wanting me to coordinate that. And I get that. But now I'm having to try and balance everybody else's schedule to get us all in. I'm going to do it. I always do that. That's why Peter G.V. challenged me to do it. As the producer, he's, uh, he's always gotten me to do it. And I've always been able to finagle it and and, and harangue everybody uh, or corral everyone uh, onto one show. At least most of the people show up. So we're going to do that. So look forward in the future, guys, in the next month or two going into the holidays, October, November, December. We'll probably do a show in October and November and December. Uh, and, and there's other shows that we're also involved in. Jacqueline's putting on a couple of different ones herself and we'll be involved in that. Cassie's planning a couple of things as well. So we'll see uh, how we're balancing all of that, but we will, we'll fit it all in guys. And we'll do a couple of hours, two, three hours, uh, you know, uh, on these subjects. So you guys will hear more about that. That's my point of of bringing that up. You guys will hear more about that and uh, the other realms and uh, transmuting energy in this dimension and um what that entails and what that takes out of you and how to prepare uh, we'll talk about different techniques that everybody does for themselves uh and advice for everyone so if you're interested in that kind of thing uh when it going forward you know spell casting uh psychic work medium work uh a spiritual ascension work all of that is all the same uh, in our minds it is all the same it's just different aspects of the same thing uh, and you have to do all of the same things for all of those things uh, if you want to do it right 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 and to be there properly this type the the universe has a has a plan I need to say that right Peter you're absolutely right uh, and so it'll happen when it's supposed to happen that's why i always love to quote uh, uh, tolkien when he had uh, Gandalf say that when in the beginning of the of the Um, I guess it was the first movie that they put out where Gandalf shows up and he says, Gandalf, you are late. And he says, a wizard shows up precisely when he is supposed to, (laughs) right? I tell people that all the time you're late. Nope. I got here exactly when I was supposed to, that's Peter saying that right there, that, that it'll happen. Right. This type, the universe has a plan. He needed to say that. So he knows it'll happen when it's supposed to happen because the universe will make it. So because all it'll all come together is what he's saying. Right there in that in that little thing, right? <laughs> right, Cassie said. I go to another but similar dimension when I dream. That's exactly it. It's almost identical to this. Uh, the difference is like there you can see the magic in the air. We're here, you can sense the magic in the air. Um, uh, but the, but it's almost identical. We we look we're different bodies, but we're but it's still a human uh, form like this one bipedal uh, human form like this one, but slightly different. Uh, and and the, everything there is, is really familiar, but it's slightly different. So you know it's not this reality. It's not this illusion. It's another one that's almost identical to this, but it is, in fact, different. I'm seeing it in my mind's eye. Like at night, the, the sky, stars are different. You can sense that when you see them. You don't realize how much you actually get used to where the stars are here uh, subconsciously until you're at another place where you're looking at it from a different uh, angle, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. These stars are not in the right place. Um, they show that in movies, but you actually see that in real life. You just don't know it. Um, but the, the atmosphere is slightly different. It's a little thicker. Um, and uh, the air is slightly different. I don't remember. I'm trying to focus on what I sound like when I talk. I know my voice is not this one. Uh, it's individual. This one only works here in this uh, because of the dynamic of uh, ratio between nitrogen, oxygen, carbon, and all that that's in the atmosphere. So know that when you go to a different planet, your voice sounds different, it could be higher, lower, it could be screechier, that is crazy. Most people don't even fathom that but but that happens in other realms too, right. So we'll be talking more about that, though, when we do that show. I'm sure Cassie remind me because I want to really unpack this. Uh, for for a few minutes on that show for people who actually have that memory when we do that one on spirituality that have that memory of going to another place to describe because some of us aren't going to the exact same place. Some of us are going to different places. Some of us are going to the same place. Uh, And there's a reason for that, too. I'm not going to get into that right now because I could do an entire show just talking about this. I could. You have no idea, right? Some of you do. Cassie does. Peter does. (laughs) You guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, let's continue.
1: And six hundred of your years in the past, in what you would call Greece at this time, and resulting in writings and understandings of some facets of the law of one.
0: Okay, so literally it was playing out, and let me let me retort what Rob was talking about: playing out the battles were happening in these other realms, but they've also uh, were happening in, and and uh, played out in our past, and and we have memory of it, and it's written down in some of the literature. And he just ca- talked about Greece having some of the knowledge. Uh, in our past, and I talk about that a lot in my book, and that's what Cassie and I are going to be—or I'm sorry, not Cassie, but Jacqueline and I are going to be talking about next week when we do uh, when we're talking about 666 and the coal and the and all of that with the Christos and how in the past thousands, five thousand years ago or more, they knew about this around the world, and that got eradicated. Uh, The knowledge got warped and taken away from us in the modern day. And it all happened at a certain time. I talk about that in my book that's going to be coming out. There's a definite window when it changed. And we know about this in real life and history from when these statues and carvings of what we call the Anunnaki started popping up around the world and how that changed the face of the earth. And and we know that that was the trigger and we know who caused that and we know why and we know when. And that's what Raw is talking about, what Raw has been warning about the entire time. It's the Orion Crusaders, when they got here, when they affected time, how they affected time and the development of the people that are here and how they got stuck, why they got stuck and who did it. And we have actual physical, empirical proof. That there was an events around the world that literally these people showed up, the, and all of a sudden this religion started, and it was at first a religion, and then now it has morphed into power, money, control, government, and uh, and uh, civilization as we know it. And then it's just a normal thing that they say we have a separation of church and state because what they what they have told you is church is all the people that are in service to others and all their ideology. And state has nothing to do with that religion. It doesn't because it's a comp- it's the opposite religion. But the best trick the devil ever pulled was not getting you to know think that he didn't exist. The best trick the devil ever pulled was getting you to believe that but that there is no actual religion uh, that is evil, except for this uh, this thing that is Satanism, which only has 2 million people worldwide. That's it. So how could all of this evil be that two million people? Oh, because they're all the one percenters. No, they're all Luciferians, not Satan worshipers. Same thing, isn't it? No, Lucifer was an actual being who was here on this planet. Satan is a is a fictitious character that took on the guise of Lucifer so that and no one would know the name Lucifer. But it kept being brought up in history enough to where everyone associates it with the same Character, but they will, they will tell you that it's not. Satan is something that was invented. Lucifer was a real person, and they and they literally worship uh, 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 Lucifer. Luciferians, the, they literally worship Lucifer. Lucifer was a was a general that came here from Moldek when Moldek was destroyed, and they when he was an Atlantean, he came here and they started Atlantis. And they lived here until they fucked things up and got into a war of the gods, which is what raw's talking about. And that war of the gods led to the deluge destruction of the earth. Uh, and that literally was them tinkering with three, six and nine. Some of you know that if you know anything about Atlantis. OK, so I'm not going to get involved in that entire thing because it could take a whole entire show, three, four hours just talking about that. But that's what raw's referring to here and the knowledge that is there and he literally said in Greece that knowledge is there in ancient Greece for people to to read so let's continue
1: we especially note the one known as Thales and the one known as Heraclitus those being of the philosopher career as you may call it teaching their students we also point out the understandings of the one known as Pericles at this time there was a limited amount of visionary information which the Confederation was allowed to telepathically impress however for the most part, during this time, empires died and rose according to the attitudes and energies set in motion long ago, not resulting in strong polarization, but rather in that mixture of the positive and the warlike or negative, which has been characteristic of this final minor cycle of your beingness. Twenty-five.
0: 25- final minor cycle of your beingness. I wanted to stop right there and and think about how important that is. Ra just said back in 1981, in this final minor portion of your beingness, think on that as we continue here. Think on those words and what do those words suggest to you? The devil will be unleashed onto the earth for a time. A time says a beginning, a middle, and an end to that rain. Okay. This final, right. You want me to rewind that so you can hear it? I will. Let me rewind it a few seconds here and play this again.
1: And energy set in motion long ago, not resulting in strong polarization, but rather in that mixture of the positive and the warlike or negative, which has been characteristic of this final minor cycle of your beingness.
0: You see that? So the, the, the polarization, the balanced polarization of, of the infinity, the affinity towards uh, towards violence, bellicose, that that is is a distortion. If the final distortion. Let's play it again. Uh, a minor distortion pattern of this. And I'll play it again.
1: Press. However, for the most part, during this time, empires died and rose according to the attitudes and energies set in motion long ago not resulting in strong polarization, but rather in that mixture of the positive and the warlike or negative, which has been characteristic of this final minor cycle of your beingness.
0: Do you see? Think on that. And if you need to, back it up and listen to it a few more times. Think about what he just said, because that's people don't realize. They're like, it's, it's not over, and they're going to win, and they're going to take over, and they're doing this. That is absolutely poppycock that is absolutely folly not true and it is over already this is the, the and, and literally that was in that was 40 years ago when he was talking about the present tense i'm looking at, at 40 years hence talking about present tense okay so the the dynamic think about the dynamic in 1984 like bo said he was born in 84 so you wouldn't know because you weren't around, but you can look back in history. If you're alive long enough to remember 1981, think about the the world and how it was then compared to now. Right? Simple things like a hamburger at McDonald's was three times larger than it is now for 25 cents, or any fast food restaurant. <laughs> A short t- stack of pancakes at, uh, at, uh, at uh, um, Denny's back then, if you're in the United States, you know Denny's, uh, uh, it was $0.99, cents, and the short stack meant meant four to six pancakes, and two eggs, and four uh, bacon or sausage. Now you pay like $9.99, you get two pancakes, one egg, and two pieces of bacon. For nine ninety nine or twelve ninety nine, and they're trying to sell it to you. And then it was when they, you know what I mean. So literally, there was a difference in in uh, the portions, but uh, the 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 awakeness, the mass awaken awokeness awakeness of the human species condition at the time was less than half of what it is currently. Less than half is probably one one third or one uh, fifth of what it is today. And the 70s was, was probably one-tenth, and the 60s was probably one uh, 20th. The 40s was like one-one-hundredth of, of the uh, population uh, being aw- awake comparative to now. So it's exponentially changing. It's exponentially changing, and more and more people are waking up. Uh, but it was only because uh, of uh, people coming here to do what they're doing to make this happen and other people being stuck and realizing it and wanting to graduate, wanting to wake up. So, the reason I say this is everyone is doom and gloom because that's what they're trying to tell, tell you. Everything is programming you that, no, it's worse. It's getting worse. It's unwinding. We're falling apart. Our society is, is crumbling and everything is going to die. And we're all going to decay into chaos and, and go into a world war and blow the world up because that's what they want you to manifest. It's the only way to, to put everybody back to sleep now is to murder everybody off, get everybody to kill each other. So they are desperate they're desperate to get your attention the ego is dying and it is desperate to have your attention in any way that it can and if it means to destroy you as quickly as possible to put you back to sleep that's what they want to achieve this is what's happening now and the, and and it's not happening now because it's brand new it's been happening the entire time always those of you who are waking up to that madness and think that this is brand new now, this is the way it's always been for some of us. We've realized this. This this thing that you're waking up to that is scaring you has been the way society has been run on this earth for 10,000 years. It was worse in the past. But people were so far asleep, they were unaware of it. And now you're becoming aware of it. You're going through that stage where you're becoming aware of it. And it scares the piss out of everybody who becomes aware of it because then it's brand new to them. I literally was talking to a friend of mine and she calls them the newly woke. It's the same term people say for the newly converted to Christianity or the newly baptized. Uh, because they're all, they're all gung ho and they see the devil everywhere. Uh, and it kind of scares them, but they're all, you know, Oh, Jesus is my Lord and savior and God. And they're all about all that. And they always look for the churches always look for those people because those people are keep the church alive because the other people that are asleep, don't know what's going on. And the ones that just learn about everything that's going on are very gung ho to try and fight against the bad guys. So I'm not saying it's bad. So I'm not saying that what you're going through is, is bad or wrong. It's normal. But what you, what we're trying to get you guys past is that newness of, oh, my, this is insane, and these people are crazy, and they're trying to take over the world because some people get stuck in that, and they're just like, it's over, and it's, they're going to kill us all, and they're destroying it, and you don't move past it. You're supposed to learn to move past that. You're supposed to move past that and realize that that is the way it has been forever. There is no change. They've been acting just like this and talking just like this when you were asleep and didn't even notice they were doing it, they were doing this. People are like, they're not even, they're not even do- hiding anymore. They used to hide. Now they're blatant. No, 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 no. They never hid. They've always been this blatant. Some of us have been trying to tell you that for 30 years. Some of us have been trying to tell you that for 60 years. Some people were telling me that when I was 10. I remember these old guys on the street corner. I talked about that last week. Screaming and yelling about how the end is coming and it's this and it's all a lie. Everything's a lie. And I was like, oh, man, that guy's out of his freaking mind. And then not too long after that, I was like, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not actually crazy like everybody thinks. And, and literally, I was saying these things, and people thought I was some crazy hippie. They still do. You must be from California and do them drugs, don't you? You must do that marriage wanna stuff. I bet you do that a silly sibin thing, right? You must do that silly, silly stuff. I know it. I can tell, because we don't need no book learning in this state. You just put down them books and you just get to work over there, son. You don't need no education over here, right? So literally I had to go through that most of my life. So those of you out there in the world that are hearing my voice and you're seeing this and it's scaring you, this is not something new. They're not blatantly doing this now and they were hiding it before. You were unaware of it and now you're becoming aware of it. So those of you out there who hear this and you're becoming aware of it, you don't have to fight them. Everyone's like, we need to start a revolution and fight them. Not not physically. No, you don't at all. You don't do that with children. When children are, are doing something wrong, you don't go in and start beating them. It doesn't solve anything. You go in and, t- and you remove the whatever it is that they're doing. If they're throwing the ball in the house, you go and take the ball away from them. And then you explain to them why you took the ball away from them. And they're not going to like it. They're children. They're going to get mad at you. They're not going to understand why you're saying what you're saying or doing what you're doing until they're not children anymore. The same thing is happening that you don't know what they've been doing and saying because you were asleep and you were unaware and you were not capable of hearing what they're saying and how blatant they've been. They don't know and that so many people are awake. So they're saying the same shit they were saying for generations And got away with it right out in front of your face. And they would laugh about you. And, and, you know, I literally met a guy who was a Democratic recruiter. Now, it just happened to be that he was working for the Democrats because the Republican recruiters say the same thing and act the same way. But he literally said that 90 percent of the population, we call them useless idiots. And then and then 10 percent of the population we call useful idiots. Because those are the ones who actually will vote, and we and we uh, brainwash them into voting the way that we want by using the Jedi mind trick. All the rest of them, uh, they're asleep, so we can tell them whatever we want We're right in front of their face, laughing at them, and they're unaware of it. So when you become aware of it, you're like, oh my God, they're not even hiding this stuff. They're not. They used to hide this. No, no, no. You just didn't see it before now. Okay. So it's not new. It's not something to the world's coming to an end. This is the, this is the, what they had in the handbag. This is the information that the Anunnaki had in the handbag that they were teaching you. I'll talk about that more in my up and coming book. Okay. So literally, and I'm not the only one. So I'm not trying to tell you that I have some knowledge that you can't ascertain or you can't learn on your own. That's the purpose of my book is to tell you, this is knowledge that everyone gets. When they wake up, <laughs> this is knowledge everyone can get if they want to have it. The same thing I just said earlier about the veiling. You can pull down your veiling. You're the only one that can. I can't unveil you. I can't give you the truth of what's going on in the in the universe. I can say it to you. But you have to choose to to listen to it or research it. If you don't, you're just going to think I'm crazy and you're going to go, that guy's nuts. He's full of himself. He's an idiot. He's just saying, spouting off other people's shit. If that's what you want to believe, then that's where you are. I'm all right with that. You're in the place, just like Peter said, it's going to happen when it's supposed to. I'm selling this stuff and saying it out there to the world for those people who are kind of going through this to assist them to say what you're going through is normal. It is actually happening. It's not your imagination. It's not uh, some crazy dream. And they're not actually starting to act like this before your eyes. You're starting to see them for who they truly are. I see your true colors, Cyndi Lauper, shining through. She took that statement and turned it into a song. Okay, You're starting to see their true colors. That's the only reason why all of a sudden, and COVID was one of the greatest things that happened to this earth. It, because of them trying to lock down control, they're forcing a lot of people to actually see what's going on. A lot of people are, are farther asleep. That's what they were trying to do with everybody was put you back to sleep. It backfired. It can only backfire. They're not intelligent enough to see that all of this is necessary and happening exactly when it's supposed to. So they think what they're doing is working because it did work 10,000 years ago and it's worked forever for them. And now the only thing they have left is we have to kill them all off so they'll be born again and be veiled. And and now they're having a hard time doing that. Do you see? Because they can't anymore because it's not supposed to happen. Right. And that's part of what we're trying to our message that we're going to be sent giving to you guys worldwide. People are already doing it. Pay attention. Right. There's many people out there, millions of us, billions. I love when Jacqueline corrects me billions with a B, bro. Not just millions of us. There's billions of us on this earth doing it. You guys just have to open your eyes and have the eyes to see and the ears to hear and the mind to know. Here we go.
1: 25.5 questioner. You spoke of an Orion Confederation and a battle being fought between the Confederation and the Orion Confederation. Is it possible to convey any concept of how this battle is fought? Ra, I am Ra.
0: Isn't that funny? Right there, did you hear that? I'm going to rewind that just for the fun of it. The computer blew a gasket and, 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 said, and said that in a higher tone. <laughs> you know how sometimes you say that and your voice squeaks? This is a computer speaking. I just programmed this about an hour ago, (laughs) two hours ago now. I just programmed this for the computer to speak this, and I just heard the computer go kick with the the voice. That was funny. Let's see if it happens the second time.
1: Federation and the Orion Confederation. Is it possible to convey any concept of how this battle is fought?
0: Yeah, Uh, how this battle is fought. (laughs) So the computer (laughs) blew a gasket right there with the vocal cords. That's hilarious that that, that a computer would actually do that. So that's why I had to play that back again. Okay, so I'm going to play that back just because I was also interrupting the message that was being taught. So what's supposed to happen, Cassie said, and what's supposed to happen? What's supposed to happen is that the this is all coming to an end because we're out of the Bakhtun 12, which was the, the, the Mars uh, masculine energy. That was that um, uh, that uh, that time period that we were in. That is now ended, and we're in the age of Aquarius, which is the feminine and female nurturing ascension energy. Uh, so we're actually moving into that. So literally, the entire species that's here uh, is moving, whether you like it or not. You're moving uh, away from the warlike energy that has been dominant on this planet. For the last, uh, you know, thirty thousand years or so, twenty thousand years, and you're moving into the what they called in the '60s the Age of Aquarius, because we were actually moving into it then, but the culture has been uh, reluctant and fighting against it. Well, now the juggernaut, we've hit the seminal point. The seminal point means the point of no return. We've hit it. We are now cascading uh, to the to away from the warlike energy and into the nurturing healing like energy of the Kundal buffer instead of the kundalini everyone thinks the kundalini is the two energies the kundalini is actually the masculine energy and the Kundal buffer energy is the feminine uh energy and that's what cassie was saying that's why i, I repeated what you said cassie because i saw that she said uh, that, that's what that's what i was saying Leo. that this is the supposed to happen right now i know that that's why i, w- I wanted to make sure that they knew that and i didn't quote you i should have normally i do uh, and she said, "And what's supposed to happen? This is what's supposed to happen." So I was uh, repeating and reiterating what you were saying. Uh, only I didn't put it up on the screen and tell people what you had said. I just kind of answered what you, you like, like I would. And I, so I apologize for that. I should have said, "This is what Cassie is is telling you uh, in here. This this is what's supposed to be happening, and uh, and why." Uh, so we're moving away from this warlike energy, uh, whether they like it or not. They're still fighting as hard as they can to regain control and do everything they can to disrupt and cause everybody to go to war with each other in any way they can. They're, if they can, they'll nuke us all. If they can, they'll poison us all. Whatever they can do, if they if they have to, they'll have, roll out their fake alien invasion. But too many people know about it. I was surprised when Cassie was telling me about her, and I guess her nephews, right? One of her nephews said, oh, yeah, that fake alien invasion thing. And I was like, how old are these kids? And they were teenagers and they knew about it. And where'd they learn this? It was on TikTok and YouTube and all over. And I was like, good. That means that all the messages that we're all putting out there is actually getting to everybody of all ages. So that's good. That's a good thing. But it's because that's going to stop them from rolling it out. And if they do, everyone's going to laugh and go, bullshit. <laughs> this isn't real. This isn't happening. Right? So uh, so Cassie was reiterating that. And then I was reiterating what she was reiterating or what she was iterating, what she was elucidating. Right? Uh, is that the, we this is uh, this is what's supposed to happen. So in if you're listening and if you're out there and you have fear because you're seeing this control by this evil demon that is the the system, the cabal, whatever you want to call that, whatever you call it whatever country you're in and you're like, oh my God, then they're being so blatant and open. no, no, they always have been blatant and open. They always there this is no different. this is the modus operandi this is normal. this is how they've always been. You were just unaware of it. That's why I showed, I put that video out that I just made showing that if they, they'll use an emergency weird that other people also at the same time, put out the same uh, stuff in other ways. I just picked up another one that somebody put out saying though, if you allow them to use a declaration of emergency to gain control, they will always invent an emergency to stay in control. Um, What's his name said that too. I can't think of his name. I always draw a blank on his name. I don't know why. Um, that that English guy who has the podcast uh, with the long black hair and the in the scruffy beard. And uh, he was married to to um, to. Well, uh, what's her name uh, for a minute? And uh, now he's got a podcast. I always forget his name. Don't ask me why I do that. He literally said the same thing on a talk show, that if you allow the military industrial complex to uh, to uh, invent a war, uh, to make money, they will always invent a war. And if you allow the pharmaceutical companies to uh, to uh, use an emergency to, uh, to uh, mandate drugs, they're always going to perpetuate a state that they're going to be perpetually in trying to go to war and trying to have a medical emergency so that they can uh, keep you doing what they're doing. Russell Brand, thank you. Um, literally he talked about that and said that I should have that video and post it for you guys He was on a talk show and he said that so what happens is that they will use that that's the hygelian dialectic That's the dialectic they're inventing the problem so that they can benefit from the solution, which they created They created the problem and created the solution and they're pretending that the problem isn't something that they created But they happen to create the solution in a record amount of time and and oh, by the way, it's going to cost you a trillion dollars and that's exactly what they did with COVID. Okay? And then you, whether you want to believe that was created or not, um, that it's coming out now that it was based on a, a snake venom. So how could something over in China that these bats supposedly developed actually get developed from a snake venom that is indigenous to the United States, moreover, California, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas? So how did that snake venom get to China And mixed with this virus in China that supposedly happened in bats that then got loose on the planet. How did that happen? Did they have a snake in there that bit the bat? And then that is that the weather connection they're going to say now? They said there was no, uh, no, uh, no virology going on in this laboratory of virology. Look up that word. So there's no studying of, of diseases in a place that is designed to study diseases. And that they didn't create a bioweapon out of a out of what is obviously a bioweapon. And that that wasn't created around a, va, uh, a, a, uh, a um, snake venom that is indigenous to the southwest of the United States of America. They don't have those snakes in China. They don't have those snakes in Ireland. They don't have those snakes in England. They don't have those snakes in Germany. They're indigenous to the North American continent. And the vaccine itself is also based on that snake venom. How is that possible? Why? Because they had to use the snake venom to cure the, 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 that's how you cure a snake bite, is you take that venom and you use the venom to make a serum. So how did they know to take that specific snake venom to create that and, and to make that serum that they're using for you? Somebody had to have discovered that it was based on that snake venom. How come they're not telling the world about that? Because they don't want you knowing that. Why? Because that will show you it was created. Okay. So whether you want to believe that that was created or not, history will ring that out. And when you're older, all the things that I have said and all the other people, millions of us on the planet who have said this since 2019, coming forward to now in 2023 and going forward from now, you're going to see that come out. And when you do, I want you to think back and go, wow, Leo said that in 2023, because I've already said this in 2020. And I got deleted and, and got marked as a, as a conspiracy theorist and had all my videos. Every time you went to click on it and said, be careful, this person teaches uh, fake news. And all the reason for all that fake news is now actual news that's coming out to the world. Okay. It's because I got information prior to COVID and during COVID about all of this. I'm not the only one. I'm not saying that I'm, oh, I'm the only one that had all the secrets. I'm not. They were trying to tell everybody on the planet who would listen. And so was I. And nobody would listen. And now, guess what? The company who created hydroxychloroquine says, oh, by the way, it does cure COVID. But we don't need it anymore because COVID is now not so deadly. So, in the truth of it, and then if you look at everything that they created that they're using to cure COVID, it's created by the same company with the same chemical composition of hydroxychloroquine and a few other things that we talked about in the during COVID, and they named it something new now. So it's not those. See, it's not those drugs. But, but if you actually look at the chemical composition of the drug and find out what, who, what laboratories created it, you're going to find out it was based on the same information and chemicals that were in those other drugs that they said didn't work. And yet now they say with a different name for those same drugs, it now does work. So they just they just literally created uh, the same drug from before and changed it slightly so that they could say that's like changing the wording so that I can't get sued for for uh, for uh, uh, you know uh, liable. Well, I changed the words, so the wording is different, so it's not the same. I didn't steal your song. I didn't say hickory dickory dock. I said hickory dockery dick. Right? Everybody knows that I just I just changed a couple of words in there. I didn't say right in the I didn't say right in the nuts. I said night in the ruts you see how? And that's legal. That's legal. So they just changed a couple of things in the chemical composition, but it's all the same chemicals mixed a different way uh, to, to not to enhance it, but just so they can name it something different. Look, you have to look this stuff up guys. When you look, I got deleted because I literally looked up the chemical composition and read from you, read to you and showed you on the screen from the actual website, from the pharmaceutical companies, what their drugs did. I got deleted as a conspiracy theorist and I got labeled that I was passing off fake and disinformation when 100% I was on their websites, the actual pharmaceutical companies reading you and showing you on the screen so that you knew where I was on their website, reading you their information. And they said I was lying during COVID. Not a joke. Okay, so why is this important? All of this is important because Raw is literally showing you now that literally what you're finding out and seeing in the world today was going on 3,500 years ago. And the Greeks were aware of it. Every country around the world was aware of these things and what they were doing. And they were telling you that in history. And if you're actually paying attention to history, which is why they don't want to teach you history, you'll see that that literally they were warning you in the Mahabharata, okay, and the Indians in India were telling you what they saw happening then, 5,000 years ago. So nothing's changed. It's been the modus operandi this entire time. Those of you out there that are just starting to wake up to it, you're scared or you're angry and you think we need to go to war physically, that's what they want you to do. They want you to go physically against them so they can just destroy you and kill you and, and then guess what? You recycle and you're born as a baby somewhere else in the world and you don't remember any of this shit and you're back asleep. The sooner they could shut everybody up by forcing everyone to kill each other and die, which they can't do anymore, but they're still trying, the better off they can be. And that's why they keep attempting it because they need it to happen for their longevity. It is the death rolls of the civilization as we know it, song by R.E.M. from the 80s. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Let's continue.
1: 25.5 Questioner, you spoke of an Orion Confederation and a battle being fought between the Confederation and the Orion Confederation. Is it possible to convey any concept of how this battle is fought? Ra, I am Ra. Picture, if you will, your mind. Picture it then in total unity with all other minds of your society. You are then single-minded and that which is a weak electrical charge in your physical illusion is now an enormously powerful machine whereby thoughts may be projected as things. In this endeavor, the Orion group charges or attacks the Confederation arms with light. The result, a standoff, as you would call it, both energies being somewhat depleted by this and needing to regroup.
0: Okay, now this description that you're hearing, let's go back to and get off of a physical modern day and go back to what Cassie and I were talking about a few minutes ago before I went on that little tangent. But this, what he's talking about right here is getting back on point of the modus operandi of what was going on in this realm, even 5,000 years ago. And now Raw is talking about literally what's happening in the 4D, the real 4D and 5D, not the one in this dimension. But actual physical uh, dimensional plane that is fourth dimension, fourth density and fifth density, which is not where we're going into right now, because you can't go from uh, the third dimension and graduate to the fifth dimension without putting in time in the fourth, which in our perspective is about a million years. But since the time doesn't exist there because it's all happening now, it doesn't take that long. Right. But from our perspective, because we're in a place where past, present and future is, we're actually like that's a million years worth of our time here. It would take us a million years to make it through the fourth dimension, to go into the fifth dimension. But in in reality, once you leave uh, time space and go into space time, uh, you're in a place that is not time. You're outside of time. And so things change. And it's really hard that that quantum weirdness can't be fathomed uh, by most people here. It's the same as looking into the subatomic level. That's why they call it the quantum weirdness. When you get to a subatomic level, all all things look identical. You can't tell the difference between my elbow and the wall uh, next to me or the car I'm driving. I'm not driving a car now, but you know what I mean. There is no difference. They're identical. And that is so foreign to people. They don't get it. And they can't grasp that concept. Well, on the other side of things, people are like, we're going from 4D into 5D. And I'm like, yeah, that's only a spiritual level within the third density. OK, and so then when you get to the fourth density, it starts over with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And there's about 12 of those. And that's all in the fourth density. And then you go to the fifth density. And guess what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 10, 11, 12. And then you go into the sixth density and it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. So that's the way it works. Everything works in 12s or 24s. That's why the enigma 24 really freaks people out. That's where the repetitive nature of the universe is. On a, my, on a macro scale, the repetitive nature of the universe on a micro scale in this dimension is 12, but, uh, but math actually uh, uh, plays out and shows you the 24 to expand your consciousness, and that's why I posted that meme that shows you the enigma of 24, and like Anna was like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, I know you don't. Most people don't, because I, I threw high-level math my nephew, who is a genius, who uh, is working for NASA and my other nephew, who's a genius, who's not working for NASA, but is in college uh, and already graduated one college and is moving into another one for advanced learning. Um, he's still for three months working on the math of that picture, Anna. So don't feel in any way like, I don't know what that means. And I, you know, and, and wow, that's crazy. Cause he's, he's uh, who is, who is a mathematician. He's an applied mathematician. Both of them are like, Holy crap, this is real. And they're trying to figure out the math. And all they're doing is proving it. It's right there in front of them. They're just checking the work. Because the truth is, he, my brother said, he's trying to figure out the math. I'm like, in math's in front of him. He's just trying to, to actually prove to himself that what is he sees is actually real. Uh, so that's what most people spend their time on in math anyway. So don't feel bad, because the truth is 1% of the population, maybe 2% of the population, actually understood completely, understood completely, that picture of the enigma of 24. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's not, so I wasn't posting it like, cause I was trying to show people I'm so smart because I don't get, I didn't get some of that until I saw it and went what and did the math just like my nephew did. And then went like, what? And some people just look at it and they know all the math and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Right. So don't, don't, uh, don't uh, get discouraged if you don't understand the math because you have to know the language, right? Math is a language just like French, German, Spanish uh, is to everything. Math is the same as, as musical theory. Music theory is a language uh, that it also describes another, it describes a vibration of sound where math uh, is actually doing the physical nature uh, um, um, uh, equation. So, so one is harmonics and one is the physical uh and so people don't realize that and then water is another uh dimension air is another dimension Gas uh, gas is one, uh, so that would be air. And that's why you have earth, wind, fire, and and, uh, and, and the like, because that, those are the simplest forms. That's the plutonic solids. That's why I posted those. If you look at the plutonic solids, that is everything falls into one of those categories. And there's a math that shows the representation of all of that. That's like the crop circles. Uh, there's a math that shows uh, that into a, a specific form. Uh, so the math is the one thing that you can interpret all of those things into so that's why people say mathematics is the is the, the perfect language of the universe because it's the universal language it actually has a representation of all of those things whereas if you're trying to learn a language on this planet you only speak one and you have to learn the other ones they're all the form of the same communication but it's different mathematics is 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 the one constant everything is applied by math but that's just one interpretation of it, and that, and so the harmonics. When you get into like music theory, describe the waves of the harmonics, the sound waves. Math can do the same thing, but it can't. It can't. It can give you a visual, but it can't give you the sound. Do you see? So there's still the same thing happens. So anyway, don't feel bad about that because if if you feel bad about not understanding math, then you probably when you heard Do Re Mi when I played that. You just hearkened back to the stage uh, or movie of, of her singing that song and laughed about it. But uh, but I was showing you the mathematical equation and the visual. What you see in that visual is the mathematical waveform of those sounds and how they reverb back on themselves, going from Do back to Do. Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti, Do. Uh, and so the, that is So literally, that's the visual. And only people who know math would catch that that's the visual of the sound and what it's doing. And it's going to zero point and then moving away from zero point. Uh, and so it's a, so literally that that's an insane thing. But that's why I posted that. So if you get the math and music theory, you actually see that that, that, that is what that is. So you hear her sing it. You see it in front of you, but if you don't know the math, you don't know that's what's happening. And then the words are there for you to follow along. And each one of those words is a note, a tone, and it has a value. And I show you the visual for that. And that's the same thing that's happening in the Enigma of 24. (laughs) It's the same thing that's happening in the visuals that you see there. But there's so many visuals that it's confusing. And most people can't break down each individual uh, uh, thing that they're looking at. And so he writes the math and then shows you that visual representation of it but they're all overlapping each other and they do that in a few of them with the sacred geometry that you see where you see the fibonacci thing going involved in that raw's talking about that without giving you the descriptions that i've given you and he's showing you how history and how in history these things are are reverbing and recycling in a cyclical nature coming forward to now without telling you the math. That's why I've gone on this entire tangent. And this is what he's literally telling you the properties of as simply as he can without that interpretation. And and Don gets this because he's a nuclear physicist. So for him, because he understands that he's not elucidating as raw would say that that information to you and that is why i have just spent this time to go down this path of the math and the sound and all of that because that's what he's talking about and how that applies to their modus operandi of how they're coming at you in all of these directions all at once instead of people just thinking they're using words and lying they're using harmonics they're using math and they're masking all of what they're doing and changing everything that is in nature, that is normal, that harmonically resonates in a positive way, to negative. And that's what Raw is talking about here. Let's continue.
1: Negative depleted through failure to manipulate. The positive depleted through failure to accept that which is given. 25.6 Questioner, could you amplify the meaning of what you said by failure to accept that which is given? Ra, I am Ra. At the level of time slash space at which this takes place in the form of what you may call thought war, the most accepting and loving energy would be to so love those who wished to manipulate that those entities were surrounded, engulfed, and transformed by positive energies. This, however, being a battle of equals, the Confederation is aware that it cannot, on equal footing, allow itself to be manipulated in order to remain purely positive, for then though pure it would not be of any consequence, having been placed by the so-called powers of darkness under the heel, as you may say. It is thus that those who deal with this thought war must be defensive rather than accepting in order to preserve their usefulness in service to others. Thusly, they cannot accept fully what the Orion Confederation wishes to give, that being enslavement. Thusly, some polarity is lost due to this friction and both sides, if you will, must then regroup. It has not been fruitful for either side. The only consequence which has been helpful is a balancing of the energies available to this planet so that these energies have less necessity to be balanced in this space slash time, thus lessening the chances of planetary annihilation.
0: Okay, so I let that play there, and I was going to stop it and then realize, wait, no, let him finish the sentence, uh, because that's important. So this is what I referred to, and this is why I was telling you all of this, and that's why I was showing you those visuals or getting them into your mind. If you've seen my reels, you've seen those visuals. And you and, and I didn't explain them uh, to you when you looked at those in the reels, right? And so that's why I was explaining a little bit more, knowing it from the past that I was going to move into this eventually uh, in the future and thought I was going to get here quicker than I did. So now it was a, you know, like a month ago uh, when, uh, when I posted those. So literally both sides realized, but more importantly, uh, he's talking about the, the Orion, uh, not Crusaders, but Confederation, Realize that the truth is that zero point is more important. So literally the balance of those two uh, uh, energies is important in the lesson that they were learning in the fifth dimension is what some of us know, even though we're down here. And this is why I always talk about the balancing the, the uh, information or balancing energy. And everyone thinks, "Oh, that means balancing e- good and evil. But if you do that, aren't you like gray? And I'm like, okay, that's a concept that will allow you to do like the Jedi with the gray Jedi. That's a concept that will allow you to get to because they learn that place then starts to give you an insight into the yin and the yang, the zero point and what all that means. So what that means is not I have to choose whether I'm in service to others or in service to self, not I can use dark energy and light energy, though that that's a little bit better of a description uh, than uh, saying I'm going to be both evil and good and be neutral, um, because that's not really the, what that means. The, the neutrality is the energies of the universe itself and the balancing of that energy that is the neutral energy is the zero point. And that's the hexbos and the God energy uh, that is not just the potentiation, not just nine but 12 or 24 on a higher uh, plane. So literally the balance of the of the energies of the creation of the energies of the universe, because the universe is not good and evil the soul individual soul has the choice of being good and evil the universe itself has the same potentiation same potentiality to to affect whatever you want, wish it to affect so your choice to do something bad or do something good with the energy is your specific choice so you can either co-create for good or co-create for bad okay so so they realize that instead of trying to align everybody to be good or to fight against evil, that the truth is, all you have to do is balance the energy of the universe, the force we Jedi's would say, balance the energy of the universe, the zero point of the of the universe, and achieve that yourself. And in doing so, that actually keeps the the rest of of this uh, place from unwinding itself. Okay. So literally, that is, is, is what they're telling you here. And what we're trying to tell you uh, is that you don't have to balance good and evil within yourself. You need to balance yourself within yourself and choose which side you're going to be on. Because if you're not on a side and you're not trying to balance yourself one way or the other, then you're just chaos. And that has its place. It does. But you're supposed to ascend one way or the other so flip-flopping between the two are trying to be good and evil is going to get you nowhere but third dimension that's what they called the flesh in most religions being of the flesh it's meaning being of the third dimension they didn't have the concept they weren't teaching the concept to children of dimensionality because the the entire species had no concept of dimensional of dimensionality now, three, four, five, six, 10,000 years hence in the future, we have evolved to the understanding of dimension. We have expanded our consciousness to the idea of dimension. So the stories now are explaining to you the dimension, the dimensionality. And now we're trying to raise everybody's consciousness to the densinality instead of dimension, the density. And the realization that there is a separate thing that is dimension, and that is the flesh. That is the body that is this place, this reality, power, money, fame, control, anger, masculine, warlike energy. And then there is density that is caring, loving, ascension, healing, energy of feminine so we're trying to introduce that kundalini doesn't mean dual energy, kundalini, and because there has always been the kundalini and the kunda buffer. They, they took that away. It, so the word is not even there for you to see most of the time. And they just blanket the, the duality with kundalini energy. It's the kundalini energy. Well, okay, we can use that term to describe that. But in truth, the feminine energy is called the kunda buffer energy. So you have to understand the concept to get it. You have to realize that there's a name for the other energy that is kunda. Kunda means energy, right? It means zero point energy, and then the other words, lini or buffer, means masculine and feminine. You have to, if you're, if you're a Hindu, you understand those words. If you're, if you're a, a, a Taoist or a or a Buddhist. Uh, or, or you know, or a rishi, or or you know, part of that in the Hindu Hindi religion, you actually know that because you learn those words. So if you're following that actual religion, you learn what those words mean. That's just like when I was in the hospital and I had a priest come up to me, and she was her and I were talking about the end times. She couldn't say those words out loud because all Christians. White people here in the United States, uh, I can't just say white people, but the Christians in the United States, Western Judeo uh, uh, personalities, know what the end times mean or revelation. So she looked around the room to see if anybody there would be in any way understanding the words. And then she looked at me and said, this is, right, this is, you know, instead of saying those words, she said, this is the, you know, the time of troubles. But she said. Uh, um, And now I'm drawing a blank on on the the wording right in that in the Hindu language. Um, The uh, um, oh god, I can't believe that I'm drawing a blank on that. I'll think of it in a second. I can't believe I just drew a blank on that. Uh, She usually she used that word because she knew that I would understand it and was testing to make sure that I did, and no one else would have any idea what we were talking about. Okay, and literally the that just the 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 word just meant time of troubles, time of tribulation, end times. And I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on that. It's weird that they're not allowing me to have that word in my head right now. Maybe because I was going to go further with that. <laughs> and they're slowing me down to go further than that. That's weird that they, that I, I, I'm not being able to, to do that. Um, yeah, I'll think of it in a second and then I'll blurt it out. Uh, once I pull away from this thought process, I'm, I believe I was going to a place they didn't want me to go to and they actually stopped me. So I could say... Uh, I could say uh, time of troubles and time of tribulation or end times, uh, but I couldn't say that word, those two words uh, in, in that language uh, uh, out loud, weird. And I think that was because I, I was literally going to shoot into a higher realm that I wasn't supposed to right now. So I apologize for that. I'll think of it in a minute when they realize I'm not going to go there anymore, that I'll get back to the, the two words that I was going to use there. Uh, and, and uh, Kali Yuga. Thank you. The second I said that out loud, to them, they let me have the words. Kali Yuga literally means, Kali means uh, a time period and Yuga means troubles. So literally the Kali Yuga used by the uh, the, well, the Hindus means time of tribulation, end times, means revelation. It means all of those things for whatever religion that you're in. Uh, so yeah, I, now I realized what I was going to say to you guys and I was moving into it quickly and they stopped me. So now I know that I can't say that. Okay. So the Kali Yuga Uh, She said to me, this is the Kali Yuga. And I looked over my glasses and I said, this is the Kali Yuga. No one around us that was hearing us had any idea what we just said to one another. Had she said this is the end times, it would have scared some of the children in the room that were doctors and nurses and other uh, humans that could hear what we were saying to one another. So we literally started talking in code at that point, using other languages so that we could have an, an upper adult conversation without scaring the children around us. Not a joke. Okay. But now I can't go into what I was going to go into. So let's go back to what Rob was talking about. So literally uh, they decided they had realized that the balancing of that natural energy to zero point was more important for uh, instead of going to war and fighting. And this is what I was getting at when I said earlier that people are saying, we have to, when you wake up to this, you're like, oh, my God, we have to fight them. We have to stop them. We have to go to war. We have to start a revolution. And all of that is wrong. That is that is not going to solve anything. And it, what it's going to do is it's going to cause chaos in many millions of people, if not billions, to die pointlessly when we don't have to do that. All you have to do is balance the energy within yourself and start fixing yourself. And that changes your vibration, which changes the vibration of everyone around you, the reality around you and the all. This is what raw is talking about right here. Okay. So I was going to go to a place that no one was ready for in this audience. And they wouldn't let me do that until I said it out loud and admitted it. And then I got a Kali Yuga and I can think of that word every second of, uh, of my life right now, but couldn't think of it for the life of me because of where I was going to go with that. So they realized, and this is what Raw is talking about, that the balancing, the harmonics, harmony is more important than the chaos or the destruction. So they realized, and they're trying to push that to this world, because this world's instinct has always been, because of their training and uh, mind-washing, brainwashing to violence first. Look at what they did during COVID. When I speak, Republicans think I'm a Democrat and Democrats think I'm a Republican uh, here in the United States. If you're outside the United States, the, the conservatives think that I'm a, uh, a progressive and the progressive thinks that I'm a conservative. Why? They're uh, all about uh, aggression and war and opposing sides. So they're trying to get everyone to be that way with everything, and so they're doing that with everything. You're a racist. You're a sexist. You're, you know, everything is. You were born that way, so you can't even help it, and, and, and so you're racist automatically because you were born white. You're Aryan. That means you're racist. It's in your DNA, uh, and and you're you're uh, African, uh, and uh, and literally, I had a friend of mine talk about that where they were talking about somebody in Europe. And uh, people in Europe talking about how someone, I think it was Cassie. I don't remember. If it wasn't Cassie, I apologize. It was either you or it was Desiree. And uh, she was saying they were talking about someone over in Ireland who was a friend of theirs who was referring to someone who was black. In Europe, it's okay to use that vernacular. In the United States, they get annoyed with that. You can't use the word uh, 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 black. So you have to say African-American. And so this person said, Wouldn't that be an African-American? And she said, they're not in America. They're in Europe. So the vernacular doesn't, it was you. Okay, Cassie, it was you. So that vernacular doesn't work. It's silly to call someone who was never uh, on the shores of America an African-American when they're in fact an African-European, right? And so, But that's how silly the programming is, my point, and Cassie's point when her and I talked about this the other day. The, the program is so silly that we don't realize how silly it is, and we just blurt it out. How dare you say they're black? And, and I, you know, and I said to her what she already knew, we both laughed about it, but not because we're prejudiced or because we're racist. But the, the word in the United States that was transformed that everyone hates is the N-word, which when you say it, it's like saying the F-word. It's a na- it's a bad word. That word is is the word nigger. Let's I'm I'm not saying it because I'm racist, I'm saying it because it's a word. That word is a mistranslation from the word that is negro. And everyone says negro. They even say that to each other. Negro. It's negro. Negro is an Italian, Latin, Spanish, Castilian word that means black. That's all that is. And it's been said wrong, just like when you're saying, you know, like when you instead of saying screw you you to somebody, you say, fuck you. it has more intensity when you go nigger, nagger, it has more intensity. So I agree. It's being used as a derogatory term. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that word is right. But what I'm saying is if I'm speaking Spanish to you and I try to say the word black, I have to use the word negro. I have to say negro because that is the word they use in that language in Italian, in Portuguese, in uh, Spanish, and in Latin. That is the word they use to describe that color. So that word's not a bad word. It's a bad word if you use it the wrong way, just like the Nazi flag is the the swastika. And that's actually a Hindu symbol that actually wards off evil and protects you. So all the people in that religion would have that either wearing one of those, or but they can't show it in America because Americans are like, you're a Nazi and you're evil. And that's just like the Union Jack, the version of it that is called the Confederate flag. Uh, You can't use that in America anymore because they've now associated that and made that be a slavery symbol. It was never a slavery symbol, but it was because the South was fighting uh, the war because they didn't want to give up slaves. And that the North was not just that, but the North was, that was part of, that was the last straw that started the war. The North was controlling the South the way rich people control poor people. And the people in the South who were doing all the production and the work realized they were being treated as second-class citizens, didn't like that the rich and the elite. And that's why the guy wrote the song, The Rich Man, North of Richmond, because that's what he's talking about. And that In the South, that is a, a, a vernacular. Right. And so he's talking about those people that are in Washington, D.C., the rich and the elites and how they are treating the rest of the population. So the South went to war with them because they were treating them like that. And that now they've gotten the bad rap that it was all 100 percent about slavery. Well, that was the base root cause, because the reason they made all their money was because they had all those slaves. So it is so it is accurate in some sense. But they're using that to say that that's all it was about. had nothing to do with anything else and that's just a lie it's not true at all was slavery a big part of it absolutely absolutely yes okay absolutely yes (laughs) and who were the people by the way they were your progressive democrats who were in the south okay and then they they made the Klux Klan, and they had two million members and all of them were democrats You need to look at your history. They're trying to claim that the Republicans were the ones who created the Ku Klux Klan and that all Republicans are racist and that they're part of the Klan today. They're still not. Now, some people now of all uh, walks of life are part of that Ku Klux Klan, but there are only a couple million of them, too. So how is it that we're trying to say that those two million people are running the earth and the other two million that are Satanists or maybe they're the same? Uh, they're, they're the same satanists. So there's two million. Let's lump them in together, and they're they're racist and satanic, and that that's the actual religion of evil. That's an absolutely folly and a lie. That's not true. The actual religion of evil is playing out in front of your face, and they show you their god when they show you a picture of what you refer to as that Anunnaki person with the wings, or either the 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 uh, uh, eagle head, or the or the human head, or the fish head that's holding the pineal gland, the pine cone with the little handbag and the scrolls tucked in his waist. That is the religion of evil. That is the the true God that is Lucifer. That is the uh, the information that is this reality that has been. That symbol goes back 5,000 years. I talk about that in my book. There's a definite timeline, a window, when everything on this earth changed and those people took control and they did it because they had the manifesto of how to do it and what to do to make it happen. And that's what they've done here. And that's what raw right now is talking about. And that learning the balance of not engaging them is what they learned. And they're trying to teach it to you guys. And this is what we know as well. And that we're down here in the 3d and going forward, you're going to hear more and more people talking like me trying to explain this concept that Ra is saying 40 years ago in the Law of One. Let's continue.
1: 25.7 questioner. Very important point, I believe. Does a portion of the Confederation then engage in this thought battle? What percentage engages? Ra. I am Raw. This is the most difficult work of the Confederation. Only four planetary entities at any one time are asked to partake in this conflict. 25.8 questioner. What density are these four planetary entities? Right.
0: Right. Okay. So before we get into that, like R- R- Rick was showing there, I'm not going to put it up on the screen because some people will say we're racist. But you're showing a change, a slight change in the word, right? Negri, nigra, negro, and and nigger, and all of those mean something different. And and uh, and uh, who was it that was saying that was Denise was saying like niggerly means ration out. So what they've done is, and this is the why, and then Rick said natives right? Native Negroes, nigger also, right? So he's showing that the differences in those words actually have different meanings and not all of them mean the N word nigger, like he's saying, and they they don't. But if you say those words now, even though they mean completely different things, even though like I gave the example of a color, that people lump all those in now uh, with anything that sounds similar to it. And this is the trick they pull on you to eradicate other words that actually mean something good by, by having a word said slightly different than that good and have it be bad. And then they lump the good word into it as well. And you can't say that good word anymore. That's how they eradicate knowledge away from you. Like I gave the the, uh, the example of imminent with the N-I-M, in imminent with the I in there or imminent with an A in there. And i played that and i put that into one of my uh reels and uh, so look up those two words look up eminent and look up eminent with it so literally one letter changed in the word i and a you take the i out and put an a in there and it completely means the opposite and now no one knows that word eminent they only know imminent why because no one uses that other word they they decided to get rid of that word on purpose like they're trying to do with equality with the word equity. Do you see the difference between those two words? It's very slight. It's a very slight variance in spelling of those words. They took that word equality and they looked up equity and they are superimposing equity over equality and telling you everything being equal doesn't work unless we get promise to make it work. And that's the equity. They're saying, and I said this before, and I say this in my book, and I, and I talk about it, and, and I break it down in my book, that, that they're doing that because they're saying, we know that you're actually evil and you won't do the right thing. So we have to be in control to make sure the right thing happens. And it, and it, it all hinges on that. It hinges on you actually not being capable of doing the right thing. And They're claiming that everybody's not capable, and that's just an outright lie. And the and the example they give of the people, three people standing on a box to look over the fence at a baseball game, and I explain that in full detail. And in that, but that does that only works if you're in service to self, very selfish, and they're like looking at the small kid, going, Hey, fuck you, kid, grow taller. Ha! I got mine, you get yours. So, but they're the ones that are pushing you to think like that. So they have to push you to think like that so they can take control of you by saying, we have to intervene to make sure that everybody gets uh, something that they're supposed to have. But they're the ones driving you to that point, to think that way. You just aren't aware of it. Some of us are. And that's what we're trying to show you. And that's what Ra is talking about here. So let's continue. Uh,
1: I am Ra. These entities are of the density of love. Numbering four. 25.9 questioner then I am assuming this is the most effective density for this work. Would this density and entity of this density be more effective for this type of work than, say, an entity of density five or six? Ra, I am Ra. The fourth density is the only density besides your own witch, lacking the wisdom.
0: Yeah, Denise, they used to use that term. She said, uh, I mean, negra means feminine. They used to say that negro, negra. That's what they referred to them as. A Negro meaning a man and a Negra meaning a uh, meaning a, a, a woman of color. That's what those words mean. So they were actually innocent words, but everybody has now said that that means a, a bad thing because you're calling me a bad word. When when the truth is, they were just saying that that's a term for black woman, black man, Negro, Negra. Black people usually know that and they'll they'll actually call each other those terms. I hear it in the United States here all the time. In California, hey, Negro, what's up, Negro? What's up, Negro? They do that. They, they actually use those words. They understand those words mean black man, black woman. They know that. But then if you're white and you say one of those words, you're like, how dare you? How dare you use that? So they're actually propagating that because they're they're uh, they're pretending that they're a victim. Uh, and they're just doing that to, to make you feel bad and kowtow to them. Because they know the difference. They know what it means. They call each other that. So, but then they do the same thing where they they call each other, you know, nigga this, nigga that. That's all they say to each other. But as soon as you do it, you're all of a sudden racist. Do you see? That's a game. That's bullshit. It's just a game that they're doing, right? Somebody just drove by my house with a, a, oh, I guess because it's Mexican Heritage Day, right? I look up and I'm like, was that an Italian flag? Nope, that was the Mexican flag. They had three flags flying from their car, Mexican flag, and they just drove by. And I was like, why did somebody just drive by? And I'm like, wait, today's Friday. Isn't today the first day of, of, of Mexican heritage uh, a month in America? <laughs> Good for them. Good for them to not be afraid to show the world. So you can do that if you're Mexican and you're over here in the United States. You can do that. If I fly an Irish flag, everybody calls me a racist. If you fly a, a, a flag that uh, comes from the South in the United States, you're a racist. And if you fly the Union Jack, most people don't know the difference between the Union Jack of the English and, uh, and the Confederate flag, because it's just a it's actually a version of the Union Jack turns turned a different direction. Uh, so it's almost identical. Uh, so most people don't know that. So If you fly a British flag, people would call you a racist. And you're like, it's the British flag, you idiot. Anybody who knows anything about flags knows that this oh, that's too similar. Do you realize that there, there's a ver- there's like twenty versions of that Union Jack that other comp- that twenty countries use for their flag that doesn't mean uh, racist south southern america see that's that's ignorance that's uh, that's somebody who doesn't know what they're even talking about that's just like the red white and blue on a flag people are like yeah america has that red white and blue crap i'm like you do realize that that like almost every country in europe has a version of a flag that is red white and blue right like the, the french do the english do the the norwegians do the you know if you look at ukraine they used yellow Right. <laughs> Instead, so there's many countries that use a version of that. Italy, France, they use the red, white, and blue in different patterns, and it's all the same three colors. There's a reason for that. That they're using that symbol. It's symbology. It's symbolism, and it means things. It's es- It's actually exoteric, but to most people, it's esoteric. Exoteric means it's common knowledge that everybody knows. That's wide open, but it's esoteric because no one's learning what those flags mean. So they just see it and they say, I don't know, that's the flag of England. That's the flag of most people in America have no idea what any flag is. If you went to the UN and said, what's that country? What's that country? What's that country? They wouldn't know probably 90% of the flags that are up there. Well, that's part of the modus operandi of the evil people in this country to not let you have that information, right? But there's this red, white, and green. I agree that you're right. That was a bad example. When I said, Italy, that one's red, white, and green. But there's a reason for the red and the white. It's the same as the red and the white and the red, white, and blue and the Union Jack, which is a red, white, and blue, by the way. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, there's red, white, and green. The Irish is is uh, red, white, and orange. Some say it's yellow or gold. Um, uh, but, uh, you know what I mean? It depends on who you are. The Germans are black, yellow, and white. Or isn't that what theirs is? Black, yellow, and red, maybe. See, I'm getting screwed up now. On my own, I see when I see it. I know who the flags are. Most of them, not all of them, because everybody—you know how many countries are on this planet—I don't have all of them memorized. It's not my job, right? So red, white, yeah, red, white, blood cells. Uh, well, some of them, yeah. Well, here in America, the white is for the honoring of of uh, the people. It's for honor, and then the red is for the bloodshed, uh, and the blue is for loyalty. Right. So, yeah, you just have to. Yeah. And it's the same in most countries. It's the honor bloodshed uh, and um, in like you're saying, red and white blood cells. Uh, but it means that the white usually means the white uh, is purity and, and loyalty and honor. And the red is the blood that was shed uh, to be free. And then the blue here in America is is uh, for the loyalty. It's the sky. Right. That's why the stars are there. The stars are the are the or um, each star is for one state that has joined the union, but the blue field is the, is the everlasting sky. It's for God and the love of 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 God, and it's it. So yeah, everybody has their meanings as to why they use those colors, but most people don't know that they even mean anything. Okay, let's continue. So the balance to, to get back on point, the balance of the energy has people have realized uh, as a as you ascend that that becomes more important than the fight. The fight, uh, they it's a standoff. It, you can never win and you can never lose because it's supposed to be here. So when you get into 4D and 5D thinking, which is where we're trying to pull everybody, is past that part of, oh no, they're just all of a sudden blatant with this stuff. They used to hide it. Now they don't. We have to fight them and stop them. That's the first uh, step uh, uh, of, of that. And then you have to realize and go higher vibration than that, and realize, no, this is the yin and yang, it's supposed to happen. And when you go higher to that point of, of this is supposed to happen, then you start to ascend to the place of, oh, so I have to balance the zero point, get back to the God particle, the God energy, the the zero point, the hex boson. And uh, when you achieve that, that makes everything perfect. Uh, and that is literally, I just uh, saw somebody who was posting that I just posted one uh, that showed that, uh, you know, female was uh, like a blue avian, but she wasn't. Uh, And it says you have to learn to balance. And of course, it's it's all the things that Tesla talked about that is the secret to the universe. Uh, You have to balance your energy. You have to balance your your waveform and you have to balance the physical uh, in your own nature, uh, so that then you're harmonically in tune, so that you can go through existence uh, perfectly, and uh, without any kind of uh, pushback. Uh, and that was one uh, allegory, that was one I just posted last night. That's one allegory that is describing exactly what I'm describing to you now. Uh, and, it, and it's, uh, you know, energy, vibration and frequency. Uh, And literally, that's what Tesla said, you know, what do you want to think of in terms of the secret to the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency and vibration, not necessarily in that order. And literally, I just posted another version of that, another allegory of that, uh, uh, literally saying that you uh, to to succeed, you have to learn to balance these energies within yourself, knowing that I was going to be talking about this today. So that's why if you notice, the, um, the, the progression of my uh, reels or shorts, whatever you want to call them on the platforms, it goes from uh, scaring you with the 666, but to show you that that's the human, that's this actual place. Uh, and then moving from that, uh, as well as popping in with, uh, with positive affirmations and then straight into if you want everything to work right, you have to learn to balance this all of these things within yourself. And if you look at all the other ones that I'm showing you, the building blocks and the mathematical equations and the, and the dodecahedrons and all of that, it's saying the same thing just in in different ways. It's literally the last uh, the, the, all the last six things that I've posted, they're all actually saying the exact same thing, different ways in fact you can go back further than that <laughs> right so literally everything i've posted in the last month is literally telling you the same thing and if you go back further than that you can once you start to realize that you start to realize that i've told you the same thing almost every one of my reels is telling you the exact same thing from a different vantage point from a different wavelength from a different vibration lower and higher in the spectrum i'm uh, literally doing that to hit people at different levels and that's the truth. And that's the way I talk. So, everything that we're, every message that we're giving to you is cyclical in nature because the universe is cyclical. So, everything goes in a pattern, uh, in a circle, going back to zero point and then expanding out from that. And in each level, like, like Mandy's saying here, I, uh, assuming I don't have to die to ascend to 4D, 5D, not in the third dimension. Okay. So, this physical body that you're in right now is third dimension. Your soul that's in this uh, body right now is actually sixth or above dimension. You actually have access to everything all the way back to uh, to the one. You just don't aren't aware of that here. So your physical body that you're in will not go with you into the physical realm that is 5D. That's a completely different body that you'll be in when you get there. But there is a 5D in this 3D that is part of your spiritual learning for this dimension. This is what I was talking about before. Everything is cyclical in nature. So literally, when you're in the third dimension, you start out at level one in third dimension as a baby, as a baby soul. So there's two parts to that. You're a baby in a human form or other forms, but we'll just use human. And you're veiled. And if you're here for the very first time, you're a baby soul who is just now self-aware. Those are two different uh, places that are combined into one. One is a dimension, 3D dimension, and the other is density, 3D density. But the density word was taken out of our vocabulary and not being taught to anybody on this earth. So you don't think about things in spiritual. You only think about things in the physical. Okay. So in this plane of physicality, the third dimension, there is a dimension of this dimension that is an octave of this dimension or level of this dimension. That's one through 12. When you graduate from the 12 D, right. And, and you can get there very quickly. It usually takes about 11 lifetimes, seven to 11. Usually you go through one D two D three D four D five D 60 in every lifetime you're ascending, but it's still in the third dimension. And then you graduate to the fourth dimension physical plane with a fourth density body, which the density as you move up is less physical. So the body itself becomes less uh, dense as this one as you go up in density. So the, so the human body in the next level is not quite as solid as this until eventually your legs disappear and then you, you become a torso with a head. And, and then your torso opens up and you can see your organs, but you can't like grab somebody and smoosh their organs. Uh, and eventually that fades away and you become light, but that's not going to happen here. That's not going to be something that you're going to graduate to here. Okay. In dimension. If you start ascending in your density, you start moving into the possibility of that realm and the understanding of that realm. So your consciousness moves into your soul Instead of staying in the physical, that allows you in the in the in the spirit, in your soul, to ascend faster beyond this vibration that is that is uh, focused in the physical. That's what you're supposed to do, and then you start to actually catch those concepts and start to understand, not understand, because understand's a physical thing where you're under someone's spell, standing under them. Understand in uh, in uh, disseminate or disseminate in your spirit your soul, and then your vibration moves up into that. And that's the ascension. So you will will go into 4D and 5D in this physical body, but you won't be in this physical body completely because you will be spiritual or you will stay in this physical body and you will only be 3D. In the religions, they called that of the flesh, being of the flesh, mortal of the flesh. That is, I I think, therefore, I am only this, what this body and everything around me is as real. And therefore, there is nothing else. That is being in 3D. And you can, you were in this body, the body is going to stay third dimensional. Your soul, you can ascend to the knowledge of uh, that soul uh, of, of, of occurring or realizing and being in that place. But that is outside of your body. You'll realize that when you start to ascend. That that's actually happening, but you're perceiving it as being from and in this body because you're in this avatar and focusing through this avatar. Once you start to glean that, is the beginning of your ascension. Okay, but there is a physical place that is a plane of existence that is higher than this one that is 4D and is 5D, but though but that is in the density of that dimension, not the density of the dimension of third. And I know that's uh, that's some of that quantum weirdness that's hard to understand at first, right? Yeah, cass it took me a long time to understand the difference between density and dimension when you're hearing 4D and 5D. Okay, because that's that's truly, you have to first split and realize that there is two Ds in your existence. And one is dimension and the other is density. But they've taken the density word away from you and the knowledge of it So because they only want you to believe that you're in this dimension, that you're in this place physical. They don't want you realizing the density part. They don't want you realizing your everlasting soul. So that concept is as alien as if I said to you, you're not breathing air. It's as alien as if I say to you, you don't need money in this world to exist. Because they have you trained from birth that you have to have money, you have to have power, you have to have fame, you have to have wealth, or you're nothing. Because they want you to be locked into this illusion and not know your soul. Okay Why do some parents say about their offspring that they're an old soul? Because they're sensing that that soul is actually the being that is in there as their son, daughter, aunt, you know brother, sister, whatever. that that soul has been on this earth for a very long time that they're an old soul. That person has probably already been able to graduate from this reality and either as unaware of it, Or has chosen to be here to help people. And most people. When they have that kind of ability. They'll look at most people and say. Wow there's most of these people. Because all of you. Everyone on this earth. Except the people who are here for the first few times. Are an old soul. The majority of the population of this planet. Your soul. In fact well everybody's soul. Is actually eternal. But some people are unaware of that. So so uh, the the reckon the the, the, rec- is the recognition of someone who acts as if or is aware of themselves uh, uh, not quite
1: to and referral When I was uh, nine years old, my he's such a soul because i was almost as unveiled
0: then as i am now almost but it, but the truth is that difference between then and now on a galactic scale is enormous for humans but to some people that scale is minute okay so i was i was not nowhere near as veiled as anyone on this earth my entire existence here That doesn't mean I didn't have shit to learn. It doesn't mean I still don't (laughs) because we're never done. And and that's part of when you, uh, you realization. So your realization will be that eventually, like I said before earlier, uh, and I talked about this yesterday and and the other day that literally God, the creator of the universe, I use the word God, that vernacular just because most people uh, in Western Judeo Christian uh, world understand that word, the creator of the universe, they said, we are lazy. Crap, we're lazy because we created all of this and then we created ourselves and, and we were into separate individuals so we could have these organic experiences of life and death and what it means to be mortal. But yet we know that we are the creator. So our ass is lazy. We're sitting around going, Yeah, man, we'll get there, dude. Eventually, I'm God. You're God. We're all God. It's cool. So the creator of the universe said, Fuck, I need to change something. Pardon my American. I need to change something and put a fire under my own ass. I'm lazy. So the creator learned something about itself, that it was inherently lazy and had to change the dynamic. And so the answer to that was chaos, veiling, and that means the choice between good and evil. That means you not remembering that you're uh, the creator of the universe until you do. And and your job is to learn all of this stuff, what it means to be alive, what it means to love, hate, uh, uh, you know, everything. Be angry, be happy, be silly, taste, smell, touch, all of this experience. And oh, by the way, while you're doing so, eventually unlock and start to ascend. So you're not trapped by what we gave you that's supposed to trap you so that you can have these organic experiences before you learn that you are, in fact, a creator. And once you learn that you're the creator, you're not supposed to be stuck here very long. You're supposed to leave. And that's what perpetuates this place and keeps it in place is that not everyone knows about it. If everyone knows about it, it becomes common. Common sense only works if it's common. Do you understand? Common sense does not exist on this earth. If it did, everyone would have it. Do you see? So the same thing. Being unveiled doesn't exist on this earth because if it did, everyone would have it. So it's only individuals. And once you learn it, You then try to tell people, but they're not ready to hear it. And then you end up dying and moving on. And they have to learn from what you said or choose to. And when people start following you, let's say the Jesus character, let's say the hero with a thousand faces that that, uh, uh, Joseph Campbell was talking about. The people in history have been trying to tell us this throughout all of time because they knew it and they saw it and they put it down for for the people to, to find. But you didn't find it until you do. And this is why I say religion recruits you and spirituality waits for you to find it, okay? Religion is an organization that is a corporation that is a company that wants your money. They want ratings, they want cash and they want power and they want control. Therefore, they recruit you to come to their church. It's no different than uh, Showtime uh, or the or CNN or or Fox trying to recruit you to watch their programming or ABC, NBC, CBS, BBC, wherever you are in the world, you have a version of that. They have commercials to tell you to buy their product. That's no different, and you'll continue to do that if you stay there. So when people see old souls, that's the reckon the, them recognizing that the soul that's occupying that body is not here for the first time. This person's far wise beyond their years. They shouldn't be saying the words they're saying. Uh, And so they go, wow, that one's an old soul. The truth is that, that, like I said, probably 75% of the uh, souls on this earth have been here uh, about 10 lifetimes longer than they should have or more. Longer than they should have. And Raw was saying that in 1981 to 1984 that we were already overdue for a harvest by 1,000 years or so. So how many lifetimes are in a 1,000 years? If you live to be 100 years of age, that's 10. Do you see? So everyone on this earth has an old soul, but only the ones that seek through or ooze through, uh, come through to people's realization, are the ones that are really old. They've been here a lot, and you can tell it when they're children. I, I have pictures of this girl. I don't know who she is now. I mean, I know her name. I haven't seen her for since I so 15, 16 years, I was 40 on my 40th birthday. She was this little girl of like six or seven years old. And uh, she was at my birthday party, because she was the daughter of, of someone who was there. And she literally looked at me as six years old, and said, these words to me, just this way. I do not know who you are. What is your name? And I said, my name is Leonard, but people call me Leo. And she looked at me and she said, it is nice to meet you, Leonard. I think I will call you Leonard. Leo, I think it doesn't describe who you are as well as Leonard does. Is it okay that I call you Leonard? And I said, well, that is my name. And she said, thank you. It is nice to meet you. Six-year-old person spoke like that. Most people see that and they'll go, wow, they must be on the spectrum. She must be slightly uh, autistic. Or she's an old soul. (laughs) Leonard Skinner, yes. Yeah, you know people called me that when I was growing up? Hey, Leonard Skinner. Or they would say from the old TV show from the 60s, Happy Days. And there was a spinoff, Laverne and Shirley, that was spun off from Happy Days. And um, there was two guys on there that were dorky guys from the 60s. And one was Lenny and his buddy Squiggy. And so people would say to me because I went by Lenny because my father was big Lenny. I was little Lenny because he was Leonard senior and I was Leonard junior. So I was little Lenny. And so people would say, Hey Lenny, where's Squiggy? Because the reruns were on when I was a kid. Right. So I had to, but they were calling me Leonard Skinner and Hey Lenny, where's Squiggy. Uh, and so anybody with the name Leonard, I always heard that as a, as a joke, uh, and be, Leonard Bernstein, uh, but most of the people that were named Leonard actually did something that was really good. And then of course, when, uh, the big bang theory came out and then there was Leonard in there and people were like, you're just like that guy, Leonard. I'm like, no, I'm actually like Sheldon. I was actually just like Sheldon when I was younger. So it was my two nephews now currently uh, are just like Sheldon. Uh, I was literally, they called me professor precise. I was very Sheldon like only I wasn't as rude. My nephews, one of them is that rude. And the other one is more like Leonard. Who's just as intelligent as Sheldon, but doesn't act like he's a uh, 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 superior to everybody. He's, he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. I said that one day when his brother was here at my house uh, with with my brother, his father. And I said, the problem with your brother is he thinks he's the smartest person in the room wherever he goes, and he's not. <laughs> and, his, and Sage, my, my younger nephew, laughed because Sage is smarter than his older brother. And that pisses his older brother off because his IQ is higher because he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. And I'm like, bro, you know, let's test IQs. If you want to do that, if you want to go by that test, that only tells you that we're not 11 years old. It just tells you that we're somewhere between 18 and 21 years of age. The higher your IQ, the higher your maturity level. People who test with a 200 IQ are are literally like 27 years of age. Mentally. People who test with an IQ of 135 are 18 years of age. Mentally. And some less. The average person with an IQ of of 100 to 120 is between 11 and 14 years of age mentally. You can look that up. I'm not making that up. It's actual fact, actual research. Look up the person who invented the IQ, the the intelligent quotient, and the, the experiment that they used and read what the answer was to that experiment and what it entails, and it will show you. That the average IQ means that your average intelligence mentally, your mental faculties, your maturity level is between 11 and 14 years of age. And that if you test as a genius, you are 18 years of age mentally. An adult thinking like an adult. Your IQ is something that happens to you when you ascend. You get smarter. Your IQ goes up. As you ascend and start going on a spiritual path, you become smarter. Your IQ goes up and you become smarter. You also become more mature, wiser. Okay, they don't want you doing that. That's why they don't want you knowing that. They want you thinking. As an 11 to 14 year old child, because you're easily controlled, easily swayed, and they can use the Jedi mind trick on you, which is what they're doing. So for all of you around the world who are waking up and you're going, oh, my God, they're not even they are just blatantly saying these things in public. They have always been saying those things. You are now seeing through the eyes of an adolescent becoming an adult for the first time. In your spirit, in your soul, in your psyche, in your maturity level. That's all that is. Good for you, for fuck's sake. But your realization of that is the first step in avoiding the trap. You have to know that it's happening to you. All right, let's continue. Right? So I see now you guys are getting into other things. Like uh, Rick just said, I don't understand crystalline. Uh, okay, so crystalline, when we're talking about chakras, as your chakra um, uh, is righted or vibrating at the proper harmonic, harmonious balance, if you do that with all of your chakras and you balance this energy, that's actually plays into what we're talking about here, Rick. So don't feel bad. For those of you who are like, oh no, he's going off on a tangent, this is actually what, what Ross is actually talking about here and balancing the energies. When you balance in the energies of yourself, of your soul, of your spirit, uh, your the mind-body-spirit complex, to use a vernacular that Raw uses, totality, the, the mind-body-spirit uh, complex totality. Uh, literally, when you do that and you balance all of your chakras, you have to balance the physical, which means you have to eat properly, exercise properly, uh, eat the proper diet, which they're trying to keep you from doing all of that by giving you crap food, uh, modified food, GMO food, all around the world, fast food, I call it fat food, uh, and processed food around the world. That keeps you in a low vibration. It's low vibration food. We teach that and we're going to end up doing that again on one of the shows where we talk about Ascension foods. Uh, we teach that uh, to you guys. It's part of everything that you need to learn. So you learn to, to eat things. We were talking about that earlier with the uh, uh, end, end in the law of one chat today and returning the always chat. We're actually talking about vibrational foods uh, and, and uh, things that you can do to help yourself to get uh, off of pharmaceuticals and shit like that. Okay. So crystalline is the God particle, is is perfection, it's the the achieving. So when you are balancing your chakras, and it all starts with the heart chakra, uh, to get out of the lower chakras, that is the earth chakras, the first one, two, and three, uh, get out of those uh, earth plane chakras and into the beginning of the spiritual chakras, which starts in the heart and moves up from there once you do that you start balancing all your chakras and you're balancing your physical you're balancing your mental you're balancing your body as you do that your uh, the vibration of your chakras becomes increased by a hundredfold so your 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 actual aura becomes richer thicker and wider around your body okay and that's I, an, an old meme that i or a reel that i posted last year or earlier on this year uh, was showing you that the the X factor, the, the heart chakra energy that comes off of that, uh, off of your heart is like 10,000 times more uh, strong than what comes off of your brain because your soul does not, revi- uh, d- 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 does not reside in your head. Your soul resides in your heart. Uh, and, uh, but you just perceive it through your open eyes here in this physical. So you think you're inside the, the mushy uh, brain that's in your head. That brain that's in your head is just an engine to run this body it's not where your soul resides. Okay. So when you vibrate and you when you get those resonating harmonically at the right pitch and tone each one of those they become stronger and uh, and as they do that they start to actually form crystals crystalline. They create around themselves the the chakras become crystalline. And because crystal in the universal uh, spectrum of this physical reality is the perfection, is harmonious, is harmony. That's why the crystal scrolls. That's why crystals in uh, in the, here on the earth, when you pick up a crystal, you can charge that crystal with energy. One crystal the size of a dime can hold every bit of information that we have on the Internet in it. And it only makes up one one hundredth. Or one ten thousandth of the actual memory that's in that crystal. That is an actual, that's an actual true truism. They know this to be true, they just don't know how to tap into it to use crystals. To store energy or we would have crystals in all of our phones, all of our computers, all of our technology would have crystals in it. We haven't gotten to that point where we understand how to tap into the crystal to do it, but they know it's there. They know that in these crystal skulls, there's information inside that crystal that we can just barely start to glean to know it's there, but we don't know everything that it says and we don't know how to put that energy in there. There was a bunch of people on this earth that the uh, aborigines in Australia, you know about that because you're in Australia, Rick, that they talk about. And in fact, I think you're part uh, aborigine. Don't you have some of that DNA? I sense that about you. Don't know if that's true (laughs) because I've never met you. And I don't think I've ever seen a picture of you other than the one you have on your icon. But I think you have some of that DNA in you. Um, Those people talk about the crystalline ships and these people that used crystals to fly around the earth. They understood that. They were the Atlanteans. They understood how to tap into the crystals, and they damaged all of that. Okay? They damaged all of that and, uh, and damaged the three, six, and nine, and they eradicated that memory, not on purpose, but because they wiped themselves out as well as everybody else, and that was the deluge that we had, the flood. They caused it. Uh, some say they did it on purpose to try and wipe out the world, but I, I, I don't believe that. Uh, if you look at it, they didn't do it on purpose. They fucked up. OK, so the, but there was a group of people that were uh, of a vibratory pattern from a higher uh, vibration that actually understood that technology. We have, are just now learning about technology, but we're still blowing things up to transfer energy from one thing to another, taking gasoline and blowing it up to to uh, exploding it to create electrical spark to use to drive our vehicles. Um, we're still doing that with everything, nuclear power. OK, so. So. Uh, Right. Rick says, you reminded me, uh, Leo, I, I uh, planned a, a thought some months ago. I just had to look to do the, the notepad, right? You found it. The wisdom holding wisdom is the knowledge of knowing who to pass it on and when. Uh, it absolutely needs editing, right? Okay, so, so I'm glad that, that you recalled that and then went back and, and referred to your own notes and realized that. So crystalline is when... Uh, in the chakras, or, or in most things in nature, when you when things become uh, perfect and harmonious at the zero point, the hexboson, the God energy, the nine potentiation into twelve energy, which then goes into twenty-four in the cyclical nature, uh, hence the enigma of twenty-four, um, that uh, energy starts to make the that that chakra turn to crystals. And that actually starts happening within your body where you start uh, having crystalline um, structures in your blood and in your secretions of your sweat. Uh, and I, I know someone that I've known for uh, seven, eight years, and she had that. She would take her tear duct and pull the goo out of her eye and, and put it in the sunlight and film it. And you could see crystals in there sparkling. She would uh, Her hand would be the, the oil on her hand from sweating. She would hold it under the sunlight and show you on her phone, and you would see crystals uh, so it's akin to in the movie uh, of um, uh, what is that movie where that was, you know, the, they had the uh, the the vampires and the werewolves. Uh, and they made like four of them in the, the in that the vampires. Uh, and everybody had a hard time with it because they, vampires weren't shown that way in any of the books uh, before that. Uh, but when vampires were seen in the sunlight, you saw this crystals. Uh, their skin was very crystalline. Uh, the writer of that was very uh, smart uh, in in the ascension uh, way, and they were showing that that even though you thought vampires were evil, that they were showing you that that, that vampirism wasn't in fact uh, only evil people, but ascended people. So some of them were not evil, and uh, and and they were trying to show you that. Uh, as opposed to the movie with, with what's her name where there were the vampires and the werewolves and the, there were the lichens and there was a war going on. Most of the coven leaders were evil uh, and, and Celine didn't know that until she knew it. And that was what that was about. Both of those movies were trying to show you that not all uh, vampires uh, of that concept of what a vampire is, is actually evil. And not all werewolves, and what that concept of a werewolf is, is is evil either. And that there is a balance even within everything in the universe. And crystalline is the formation of perfection uh, in this reality, in the 3D. When your chakras are actually aligned properly and resonating properly, they become more powerful. And then they start to crystalline, and uh, that becomes more and more uh, powerful exponentially as that happens. So that um, did you see this? uh, Did I see a lady on Facebook show her hands and they were uh, glittery? You might have. Um, I I, if you if you did, there's a lot of people that are doing that. Uh, The one I was talking about was Tony Taylor um, and she's a friend of mine. And and I'm trying to get her to to come back to to uh, going out live and talking on the Internet uh, because she took a lot of time off from doing that for a while. And she was also one of the anonymous people after they went underground, uh, and was putting out a lot of the anonymous videos that were tagged with anonymous. Um, and uh, she wouldn't tell me, she wouldn't even introduce me, me, who has like uh, the ties to coalitions uh, because of what happened to anonymous and how they uh, how they got infiltrated. And a lot of them went to jail and a lot of them got recruited by the Star League to defend the Frontier against Zora and the cordon armada and, and now they're working for the government going after their own friends. So uh, I never asked, never uh, went after that. But she also stood, went uh, back away from the world. But she was five years ago, six years ago, was showing that stuff. So if she started doing it again, she's one of the people that are showing that. So you might have seen her, but there's other people out there—not the only one. There's a lot of people out there in the world that are doing the same thing and showing you those crystalline nature of their ascension and moving into four D, five D. But it's not in the physical; it's in the spiritual in this realm of 3D. So th- so that's hard for people to get to. There's a weirding thing there that people don't understand, uh, and they don't realize that in 3D there's a- another part of that dimension that is-, that is not the dimension. It's the density. You reside in the density. You think you reside in the dimension. And this dimension isn't real. It just thinks it is. So its job is to make you think it's real. And your ego is a part of that. It's also supposed to make you think that it's real. And uh, television, internet, uh, social media, all of that is also uh, a, a external hard drive. It's an external ego trying to make you believe that this is real. Because that's where evil people reside, is only in the physical. That's the mark of the beast. They only can reside there. And, you, and to get to that, and then we're going to close for the week, <laughs> Here's the commercial again. I wish I had the commercial we made today. It'll be up later and I'll post it. Uh, Jacqueline Taylor, not Tony Taylor, Jacqueline Taylor, no relation to each other as far as I know. Jacqueline Taylor and myself are going to be on her show next week and we're going to be talking about that as a continuation of what we're talking about here in the Law of One this week. We were going to be there tomorrow. But it turned out that we couldn't, she couldn't. So we couldn't film and we couldn't go live tomorrow. So we're going to go live a week from tomorrow or for whatever your Saturday is. If you're on a Saturday today, if it's already the 16th for you, wherever you are on the planet and you're on Saturday, it'll be a, well the next, you know, next coming Saturday. Her and I are going to be doing a show for about an hour. We're going to be talking about uh, introducing the 666 and what that means um, uh, to to not just the devil, uh, which is fake, but to show you that it means the physical. And uh, and then we're going to be talking about that and moving into from the dimension into the density and explaining the difference between the two and a little bit more. Uh, so so everything you've heard here, you're going to hear um, her and I's uh, perspective of that pulling you into the realization of this other place called the density, and that all of these things that they've corrupted these religions in were the stories were originally trying to tell you the same thing that everybody's telling you now. And this is why we're this this evolution into returning to the old ways, which when my book comes out, it's going to be called The Reality About Reality, Returning to the Old Ways. And I'm teaching you all of this. Uh, and it's not because I have this knowledge that you don't can't attain or don't have. It's, I'm just aware of it. And I'm trying to show you that you all should all be aware of it. You guys all should already know this, but you don't. And the reason you don't is because the same reason that Raw came here to tell you, there's a group of people who have the knowledge of the matrix and they used that to their advantage. And they've been doing that over and over and over, generation to generation through generation. And they've gotten this place stuck. And some of us are here to help give back the actual information that you needed, hence returning to the old ways. Because before everyone got stuck thousands of years ago, everyone on this earth knew the knowledge that you no longer have access to. Because they won't let you have it. They've eradicated it. But some people are ascending to it anyways, and uh, despite them. And that's happening exponentially. So they can't stop us anymore from saying it, but they're trying. And some of you are becoming aware of that. and It's freaking you out because you're like, oh, my God, they're blatant. They used to hide it. and They don't even hide it anymore. They never hit it. <laughs> they never hit it. They've always been exactly that way. You guys were just not in a place to be awake enough to see it. You bought their lies and they were Jedi mind tricking you. So you would walk up and say, hey, we're looking for two droids that look just like this. And they looked at you and these are not the droids you're looking for. And you bought, bought into it because you were a child. So you went, oh, no, these aren't the droids we're looking for. They, You don't need to see their identification. We don't need to see their identification. They can go about their business. Move along. You can go about your business. Move along. Move along. That's why they showed you that in Star Wars, and the Star Wars books that became movies. Because that's what they're doing to you and have been doing to you your entire life. They're doing it now, currently. This place is doing it. Its it's job is to do that. Your job is to overcome that. Your job is to wake up to that knowledge. That's why I always say the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. Your job is to become aware that you're actually in a place that is a trap for children and you're supposed to overcome that. That's that's what you're supposed to do here. It's one of the things you're supposed to do here to graduate. But they've taken all the knowledge as much as they could from history away and burned it destroyed it all the stuff they could see there's a bunch of other stuff in history that they couldn't see and that's the stuff that they say in the different prophecies that this knowledge is to be locked away and you won't understand it until the people of the end times this is for people way in the future to get okay that's now that is actually now i know that because i can i can read those things Okay, And other people, I'm not the only one, but there's not very many people that I've met that actually knows what I know. We They call us a Melchizedek. But you can all get there. Every one of you can do this. That's what Jesus was trying to tell you. That's what Muhammad was trying to tell you. That's what Mahatma Gandhi was telling you. That's what Moses was telling you. All of those people in history were, were trying to show you this exact same thing. Lao Tzu, who wrote the the they wrote the book of the way the the, the dao De chi the taoism came from was telling you the same thing the buddha that buddhism came from was telling you the same thing all these people throughout all of time the actual message they were trying to tell you is what i'm telling you right now and what i'm going to be telling you in my book when it gets published and what well, many of the people in this group peter Coyle, who's in this group cassie and i always say your name wrong it's meckler i always say her last name wrong cassie meckler Those two specifically, besides myself, came here because they came here with me. That's why I know that. (laughs) Or, or, Or I should say, I came here with them. We came here together. We came here to spread this message to you. But there's billions of us that also did the same thing. So it's not like, you know, I'm not some kind of savior. That happened already 12 times. The last one was called Jesus. Okay, and most of the people that I just mentioned to you are one of those 12 that came here. And there's a reason for the 12. We'll talk about that next week as well. The 12 apostles, right? Uh, We'll talk about that. 12 disciples, 12 apostles. We'll talk about that next week on Jacqueline's show. Okay. And I talk about that in my book. Okay. But some of us came here together in a coalition to do this. Some of you out there that are hearing my voice, you came here on your own to do the same thing. And some of you out there that are hearing my voice, you also came here with other coalitions to do the same thing. There is currently, uh, there was a psychic, Jamie Watson-Wolf, when she was talking about uh, people that were uh, wanderers coming back to here to help. And she was like, wow, I didn't know that. And and then she was her guides were like, you do realize that more than half of you down there are there to help. And people like, what? Wait a minute. More than half of the population? In 1981, when Raw first came through, the population of the Earth was... 2.7 billion souls, human beings. The population currently on this earth is 7.9 billion souls. We have more than quadrupled the population in 60 years. Actually, really just 40 years, right? 60 years. Isn't that 60 years? 80? right? 90, 2000, 2010, 2020, that's 40 years. So in 40 years, we've quadrupled the population of earth. How many of that population that is quadrupled, do you think are souls that were already in a position to have graduated or already graduated from this third dimension, who came back down here to be an aid to the vibration here to help the other people that were here? More than half. Okay. So when people recognize to get back to what you were saying earlier about an old soul, when people recognize an old soul, the truth is you have a 50-50 shot when you look at someone that they are either good or evil, and you have a 50-50 shot that they are either a young soul or an old soul. 50% or better. Okay. But well the truth is I say that about the soul being good or evil only because you have that choice. But the truth is, when you meet someone, it's only 14% of the population that is, in fact, in service to self that is evil. So the truth is, you have an 80, what is that, 86% or 76, whatever that equation is, 86% chance that they're in service to others, not in service to self. But you really have a 50-50 because the truth is that could be an evil person because they have the choice, right? So, but overall... It's only 14% of the population that you're going to run into that is actually evil. Okay. But you have a 50% chance that all the souls that are here are either someone who already came from a realm of graduation and returned, more than 50% of the population. Some people are just not aware of it. They're all, everyone's veiled. We're all veiled when we get here. Jesus was veiled when he got here. He had to wake up. He had to go on the journey uh, for himself and become awake and remember who he was. That is the, that is the playing out in the physical what we're all supposed to be doing here. And that's why he said the, the way to heaven is through me. It's He's showing you the path. He's showing you this is what my, my ascension was. This is what you're supposed to do is learn what I've learned and ascend right? Jacob's ladder, you'd be surprised. Jacob's ladder is a metaphor for your spine, 33 vertebrae, which is a metaphor for Jesus's existence. He was 33 years of age when he was crucified. The Christos, the Christ oil, descends to the base of your spine and climbs up your 33 vertebrae, going through your your chakras and charging with energy, the two oils, and they go into your brain, the Holy of Holies. They go into your brain and through your claustrum or Santa Claus got his name from. And they go into your hippocampus, your third eye. And they sit dormant in there for 2.5 days, crucifixion and resurrection. And then when you're resurrected, I'm going through that currently. I am literally a Virgo and the oil is going through my body and is in my brain right now because the moon is in Virgo, my sun sign today even though today i'm a virgo today and i'm in the middle of virgo so i'm in the middle of virgo at the same time that if you are a virgo you are currently in your three-day process of the oil getting ready to illuminate your brain if you have sex in the last two days and in the next day and a half then you are eating of the tree of life and then you will get coal in your brain which is the story of santa claus we'll discuss that next saturday i love you guys (laughs) Tune in next Saturday on Jacqueline's show. When we get the commercial up later, I'll put it in the chat. I'll put it on my page. And then we'll have the advertisement for the show that we're going to do next Saturday. We'll be live talking about that and talking about that oil and talking about the story of of Santa Claus, what the representation of 666 means in real life, what it actually meant in the old days before they corrupted it into the stories that we have today. And then read my book called that comes out hopefully sometime between now and December. Uh, hopefully before January, and it's called the, the Reality About Reality, Returning to the Old Ways. When that book comes out, you're going to want to read that because you're getting glimpses of what's going to be in that book by listening to me talk and then uh, Jacqueline talk, Cassie talk, and Peter talk, because this is what we're all teaching, and we're not the only ones. There's about a, two billion of us who are aware of this that are trying to teach you guys how to remember who you are on this earth. That's all. We don't have any knowledge that we own. There isn't uh, something. True enlightenment is, is universal. So the knowledge of your ascension is universal. And it is there only for those willing to do the work to ascend as a soul. Not in the physical. If you're stuck in the physical, you will never attain that knowledge because you cannot. Because you are focused of the flesh in the physical. It is when you have the dark night of the soul and you realize you have one and you realize you need to fix things and you realize you've hit rock bottom and you're moving up. That is the beginning of your healing. That is the beginning of your ascension. That is the beginning of your IQ going up. That is the beginning of all of your chakras being aligned and you changing everything about your life, your reality, your entire universe changes and you get smarter, wiser, faster and you become the bionic man or woman. Oh, there's a joke from the 70s. But it's true. Then you realize your immortality, and then you start getting closer to the light and closer to the one true creator of the universe. The Hebrews called it Adonai. And that's what Ra says every time. I leave you in the love and the light of the one true creator of the universe, Adonai. It's the ancient Sanskrit word for God, by the way. Hebrews still use that in their Bibles. So do the Christians. You just don't know what that word means. All right? Okay and that's where you get the um, amen from a lot of people are like that comes from the egyptians it does it comes from amun ra amun means amen which is just a different way of saying the word amen or amun that comes from elohim the amun ra that, and that's all aspects of the hippocampus in the brain i put that out too showing you the 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 ramad and that's actually a, a physical a feature inside your brain it's in your brain it's the actual it's the actual uh Optic thalamus in your brain, the hippocampus of your brain, is shaped like horns of a ram. That's Amun-Ra, Amun-Re. Watch my reels. Check them out. <laughs> Some people are getting them. It's everything that I described to you, showing you pictures and descriptions. And then the music that's playing to it has something to do with what I'm showing you in the physical. That's why I hit you with vibration. I hit you with the sound. I hit you with the physical. I hit you with an explanation. So it's all of those things, again right? It's literally harmonics. It's literally uh, a physical thing. And it's literally uh, a resonance. They do that with all that crap. Most people don't know it, but it's there for people to actually see. And whether you get them or not, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it gets into your head through osmosis. And it, it will help you to ascend, even if you're unaware of it. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. This has been Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow depending on where you are in the world, tuning into this show. Have a great night.